Poppy, met him last week through Colt Call. Yes, sir. Right? You've lived in Utah how long? Um, I've been here going on two years. And it's Poppy Livers, Poppy not Livers, Liver. Not Livers, not right. P-Live. 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 Make it yeah. easier, right? <laughs> so really interesting story. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be fun to get to, right? I'm excited. So you grew up in California. Yep. And let's uh, hear a little. My mom left me at 14 with her boyfriend. So uh, when you said she left you, where'd she leave you? She left me out in Cali and they moved to Utah. So the, in a house? The or? last words for me were like, we think it's better if you uh, stay here and continue going to high school. With? Here. With my friends. Really? <laughs> yeah. She just kicked you out and said, yeah, well, I don't, I don't man, like, that's the thing. We never really got into a conversation to where like, why, why did you do it? Like, it was just like, we think it's best for your future, but it was like, who am I going to stay with? Where am I going to live? You're right? 14. You can figure it out. Yeah, Like we cried and I'm like, all right, now what? And like, I just had to figure it out. Slept on couches all through high school and I'm here now today. So, but I got that, the, 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 my brand is where the mindset comes from. So, right. So what's interesting is maybe she knew you better than you know you at 14. I don't know, man. I think, I think, um, do you think that caused the vinegar, the piss and vinegar that made you so you don't quit? Maybe it could, it could have been a little bit of that. Um, I, it could be a little bit of, you know, some kids have it. Some kids don't, you know what I mean? So like, I, I, don't, I go back and forth in my head all the time. Like, what if I had a dad? What if I had someone pushing me, you know, maybe I'll be somewhere else, but like, I'm not. I'm not upset where I am today, and I'm not upset where I know that I'm going. So, oh, you can't be. No. So, super exciting story today with Poppy Livers. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. Hey, this is Houston. We're copying. Uh, everything is go here. We shall fight on the beaches and in the streets. We shall never surrender. I'm in it just to rewrite history Cause I'm in the mood to Label us the leaders of the leaders of the new school This ain't for the radio Can't find this on YouTube This the type of killing that these critics ain't used to You're a group of happy rebels You've said no to the rules of the game And the regulations of the day You've said no to the conventional wisdom You're all originals In this day and age I got time for innovation Time to be creative What do you think? Ready to go do this podcast today? I'm ready for a game. We're ready, right? You amped up. I'm ready for life. Did you stay? You woke up early, you said. Yeah, I wake up at five every morning. And? And I just, I I take care of me. I've learned that, actually. I learned that um, I used to wake up in the morning, train people at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and and like it got into my brain to where I'm like, man, I'm take I'm the first thing when I wake up, I I need to take care of me, right? Like when I I was taking care of everybody else, they were like, not that... They were taking my energy from me, but like I'm giving my energy to someone else when I needed to be giving it to myself. And like now that I, I wait until like 10 at 10 a.m. to talk to anybody, I feel rejuvenated. I feel like I'm ready. I feel like my energy is ready to share. <laughs> I feel like I have all this energy built up inside. And if it's the first thing I do in the morning is take care of someone else, it ruins the rest of my day. Really? <laughs> I think it does for everybody, but they don't recognize it. We don't know so, <clears throat> until you switch it, until you change it. So what's interesting is I used to wake up. First thing you do is what? Check your phone. Check your phone. Yeah. Right. And then what does that do? It delays your day. And for me, it sets the tone. Yeah. Like I'll get some shitty text yeah, yeah, yeah. from someone or an email that's like, oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden, whatever you thought of that you wanted to do the night before mm-hmm. and whatever your goals were for that day is redirected into yep. somebody else's goal. Yes, exactly. Right? So we forget about ourselves. Yeah. And when we forget about ourselves, you can't work on ourselves. Yeah. Right? So you have an interesting story of how you worked on yourself. Yeah. 
big in stature, but small in size. Still working on myself. <laughs> Still working. You should. Yeah. So all the way, you have a great story. I kind of want to, we started a little bit, yeah. 14 years old, yeah. normal childhood upbringing to 14. Um, let's get into it. So um, I grew up in a small city called Seaside, California. Um, a lot of blacks, a lot of um, Mexicans, a lot of Asians. Um, but where I grew up, the Mexicans and blacks didn't get along. And I'm I'm both, right? So my mom's from Mexican, my dad's black. Uh, my black friends told me that I'm not black. My Mexican friends told me you're not Mexican. You're like, you're too dark to be Mexican. You got curly hair, you ain't black. It was just, it was a mess, right? So I had my friends um, <clears throat> and I was friends with everybody. You know, I had great friends that were Asian, black, you name it, right? And um, I grew up going to the Boys and Girls Club, which saved my life, literally. Um, I love to compete. I love any, like steal the bacon, kickball soccer anything that i can win in i wanted to do and um it kept starting it, early seven years old was the first time i put on pads to play football and um i was too small <laughs> and they had a tape locks under my boxers for me to make weight my my coach would bring me donuts he's like eat these before the game i'm like coach i'm gonna throw up he's like well you need to make weight or you're not playing so um yeah seven years old was when i started football um realized that i was pretty good at it and then I got into basketball after that, pretty good at that. And anything I pretty much tapped into, I was good at. I just had to find what I wanted to focus on to like excel at, right? So, um, but the, like, again, going back to the Boys and Girls Club, I had a mentor there who pretty much every time I went to the Boys and Girls Club, she's like, did you get your homework done? You can't go play until you do your homework. And like, I didn't really have that at home. Like I would go home and, oh, how was your day? Good. Dinner's in the microwave. Get ready for bed, Right. So that was kind of like a home away from home. Um, Where you learned accountability, discipline, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That was your checkpoint. Yeah. If I get in trouble, I got to sit in time out. People make fun of me, right? And like, I wasn't really like a bad kid, but I grew up near bad kids who were also like, I don't want to say that they weren't my friends. Like we were friends, but we didn't hang out like that. They didn't, they didn't go to the Boys and Girls Club. They would want to go in the streets and do what out, they do, do what they do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I had friends that. <clears throat> One time, I remember, man, I, I believe I was probably like 10 years old. I was getting home from probably the Boys and Girls Club, and they're like, hey, we're going to the park. They threw me some gloves, and we would go fight, like not because we don't like each other, but we would fight and just be like, I want to know that you can you know, take care of yourself if I'm not around. Like That's how it was where I grew up. Like hmm. We're going to fight, and if whoever whoever gets knocked out or whoever's done is done at 10, and, and like – now I think about it, I was like, man, they had my back, right? But like, why am I fighting them? <laughs> but it was like, so I could protect myself when they're not around. So it was just a different way of, I don't know. It's a different grow up. Yeah, it was a I, different grow up. A lot like, like Centerville, Utah. Okay. Just, never, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little titty town that yeah, nothing like, happened there. Yeah. I think the biggest fight was over pulling a fire alarm or yeah. something. So, <laughs> you know, so anyway, 10 years old. 10 years old, yeah. Boys and Girls Club. Yep. Go on up all of a sudden you're 14 years old mm -hmm. you've been participating in the boys and girls club for seven years at yep. that stage and then i ended up uh going into high school where i went to monterey high um and that's when like sports got serious right so i'm like man what am i gonna do i did it all football basketball track um football i ended up playing jv getting mvp all these awards they're gonna put me on varsity as a sophomore <laughs> But then I had an opportunity to transfer to a school, a private school, so to where I can excel in sports and excel in the classroom. Um, so that was like a thought in my brain. And then my mom and her boyfriend and his son were like, oh, well, we're going to move to Utah. And I was like, uh, okay. I'm like, 
Okay. I, like my brain, I'm like, all right, we're moving to Utah. And they're, they're like, um, but we think that it would be best if you, you know, if you stay here, it'll be better for your future and stuff. And now that I'm older and once we get later into the story, it, it sucks because I love my mom and I always try to, I, try, I, I like defend her, even though like, I feel like she didn't defend me when I was younger and like chose a man over me. Mm. Um, Cause like now that I like, I comprehend and I'm more aware of things. I'm like, wow. Like I think she like, he didn't even want me around because he he really doesn't like me. But and she chose to like leave me behind for him. Like that's how I feel. But we never talk about it because it's like, what do I say? Well, I beat know? the dead horse anyway. Why? Like I'm I'm fine, but, <clears throat> but I'm not at the same time. You know, like I think about it. And I sit back. But anyways, the way we you say you're fine, but last time we talked, yeah. right? We you said, hey, look, that's the past. We can't re you, you live our past. You can't. But like we subconsciously, it's in the back of our minds, right? Like I think, always and and I, and I love talking about it though because like I don't talk to anybody else about it with like some like I I've cried before by myself and I'm like why why am I crying or like because I need to let it out somehow. Well, right? that's yeah. You should, yeah. right? So, Can't be angry. I, I know, because then it, I mean, I used it during football, right? So, anyways, go after that. They're like, we think you should stay. Remember, I remember crying like all day, trying to figure out where I'm going to stay, what I'm going to do. Um, so I ended up moving with my grandpa, who lived uh, at the school that I was going to attend in that area. Three months later, him and my grandma are going to get a divorce. So then he's like, all right, well, you either need to go back to Monterey High, where <laughs> there's no one there for me to live, or uh, you got to figure it out. So I'm like, all right, here I am again. So like, I have like this kind of like abandonment from the people who I thought were supposed to, to be there for me. Your support structure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, it, it, it's crazy. I'm, I'm actually going to write a book about all this stuff. But um, anyways, um, my quarterback's family, they knew my, they heard my situation. Cause I talked to my teammates like, yo man, I might not be here next year. And they're like, nah, man, we need you here. We need you here. And, um, like, I swear like a week later he was like, Hey, like you can come stay at my place. And I was like, really? And it was, it was kind of weird. Um, but if you've seen the movie, the blind side, it was literally like that. Like I grew up seaside where me and my friends would fight just to have each other's back eating top ramen TV dinners. And then I moved with my quarterback's family in Saratoga Heights, where I'm the only African-American in the restaurant eating an $80 steak. And it was just like, I, w I was I liked it and it was great, but it was uncomfortable because I wasn't used to it, right? So, but they took me in. Uh, they made their living room my bedroom. I slept on a pullout couch um, for three years. Um, I ended up uh, excelling in sports there. Um, ended up doing well in the classroom. I was the number one receiver in the whole conference out in uh, St. Francis in California. And um, no offers. My quarterback ended up, he, my, I call him my brother, he ended up signing to San Diego. I ended up uh, getting offered to go play junior college, which kind of made no sense. We had 21 D1 athletes that year, and I didn't get any offers. D2, D3, nothing. They said, we think that it would be good if you go to a junior college, ball out one year, and then go to any school you want to. And um, I met this, I met a guy, his name is Maurice Mann, who I call my uncle today. Um, because now I believe that, you know, family doesn't have to be blood. We get to choose who we call family. And, um, he was the only one, he was playing in the NFL at the time and he was the only one that believed in me. And he was like, yo, like, you're not going to go to a junior college. And I'm like, why not? That's what everyone else is telling me I need to do. And he was like, bro, you're not going to listen to me. I'm in the NFL right now. Like you are one of the best athletes I've ever been around. And like, no one's ever like believed in me like that like I've had coaches who were like poppy like we need you on the team and all this kind of stuff but like hearing it from someone who was playing at the time um it was just like it, it, it uplifted me and um when he told me that I was like all right I ain't going to junior college 
And once he got into his offseason, he flew me to Miami. I started training with him, rookies, um, rookie DBs in the NFL. Um, I, and I was just around these big-time athletes, and, and I was competing with them, though. Like, literally, like, I was winning and they were winning. But I shouldn't have been winning anything. I'm, I'm 18 years old, just graduated high school. Like, I'm, like, a lost puppy right now, right? But um, that just – he that's where Get Better to Get Beat comes from, though. He gave me this mentality that, like – all these people that told me like, oh, you sh- you got to go to junior college. You're too small. You're going to get hurt. He was like, bro, if, if you were going to get hurt, you would have been hurt already. Like, stop, stop listening to what these people were saying. So anyways, we trained for that whole summer after I graduated St. Francis. And we literally went from college to college, like drove across the coast. Like we, we sat in San Diego. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this. <laughs> like literally we, we sat in San Diego, uh, San Diego State's uh, office with their coaches they broke down film and said, you think you can do this? You, absolutely. I wouldn't be here if I couldn't. Right. All right, man. You think you're too small? Maybe. So size, what's yeah. your, what's your size then? I was five, seven, <clears throat> probably like one fifty five, five seven, one fifty five, coming out of high school. Um, went to San Diego state, went to San, the university of San Diego. We went to Cal Poly. We went to, um, UCLA, all the, all the schools like that were in our vicinity, we went to, and we just sat in the offices, talked to the coaches, broke down film. They had, what cover is this? Uh, cover two, cover three. What do you do with this? And I was just breaking it down. Like I knew what I was doing. I'm, I'm like, coach, like you, you think I don't know how to play? I was the number one receiver in our conference. Like I know how to read coverages, <laughs> but, um, but at the end of the day, it was just excuses to, for them to say that I was too small. What's a normal size for what position you play? I have no idea. You tell me. I don't know. I was a slot, I, I was a slot, I was a slot receiver, and um, I I'm, they're looking for that six foot, you know, one. I don't know, one eighty five body frame. I it's it, it it blows my mind. Anyways, none of those schools wanted me. Um, so then after that, we're, we started looking into prep schools. And we're like, yo, man, let's go the prep school route. It's not going to be a bad idea. You don't have to waste no uh, eligibility in college. Let's go prep school route. So um, ended up um, searching around. My real dad has never, like, I, my real dad was never in my life. He lived on, he lived in Philly and I lived in Cali. Never called for my birthday. Never um, wrote me, check on me or anything. Knew I was a football player though. He's like, oh, I got connections, football, right? So my auntie married... Chad Morton, who played in the NFL, who's playing in the NFL, coach, well, who played in the NFL, now he's coaching the Seahawks. Um, he had a friend that went to Valley Forge Military Academy. My dad showed him my film. He said, yo, man, your son is good. Let's get him to Valley Forge Military Academy. So he gave me a scholarship there. He, he was able, Aaron Beasley, he was able to give out scholarships. And I think it was like 35 grand or something a year to go there. I didn't want to go to military school. I'm not a bad kid. I don't, I don't need, but you didn't want military school. I didn't, I didn't need the discipline. So anyways... <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, well, this is what I got to do, right, to try to get more schools to look at me. So I packed up my bags, and I uh, I drove 45 hours to Philly <laughs> by myself. Like, this is this is, this is 18. High. 18. 19 probably at the time. Nine, 19 now. Yeah. This is what I got to do. Fuck it. Right? So, sorry, I'm allowed. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, forget it, man. This is, this is what I got to do. Drove, um, got to Philly, and... Um, Ended up staying with my dad for a little bit, try to build a relationship that we never had. Kind of weird. Um, he's super proud of me, but he was never there. So it's, again, it's like, bro, like you were never there. Don't, don't, don't try to take credit for what you didn't do. But anyways, I, I let it go on. I ended up going to Valley Forge Military Academy. Um, we ended up going undefeated. Villanova came to see me. Temple came to see me. Rutgers came to see me. UConn came to see me. I had two, three touchdowns a game. No one offered me. 
uh, they sat me down, some of the coaches. Yo, man, we really love you. You're a talented athlete. I was I was doing everything at Valley Forge. Punt return, kick return. I was the punter, receiver, rev- like quarterback sometimes. Like I was doing everything because I wanted to show these coaches like, yo, I am an athlete. <laughs> I should be on the field somewhere. Right. Um, defense. I played defense in our championship game. <laughs> so anyways, um, coaches said, yo, man, too small. Um, we think you'll get hurt. And then Villanova finally were like, yo, man, like we really like you. We don't have a scholarship for you, but we, we think that you should walk on here and we think that you can do well. And I was like, man, like that is the only like positive thing I've ever heard from a big like D1 school. Um, I got offered actually D2 to play basketball and football at uh, Bloomsburg University, a D2 school. And I was like, I told my uncle about it. I was like, yo, man, this is dope. They offered me. And he was like, you're not a D2 athlete. You need to go D1. You need to go. You need to go to the highest level, and like again, he instilled that in me, and I was like, "All right, man, I ain't going D two, D three, junior college. I have to go D one, D one, D one." So, I told him about the Villanova offer. He's like, "All right, man." So, he said, "Well, get back home and let's train until you go to college." <laughs> Packed up my bag, drove back to California, forty five hours back to Cali, slept in the car, had expired license, uh, <laughs> expired tags. I couldn't afford. Um, car insurance got pulled over in nebraska cop was like i can arrest you right now but i told i have he's like what are those pads for i was like bro i'm I'm chasing a dream and he was like well listen man i'm not gonna give you a ticket today but if you get pulled over by someone else i can't promise you nothing but he said good (laughs) luck and i made it home there's some good cops there there are some good cops um but anyways uh ended up getting back to cali started landscaping training with my uncle and lit like three times a day like three times a day training like literally like I would wake up at six. I have to be on the treadmill in the gym by six thirty and run a mile before every workout. We would work out. I would go home and eat something. I'd rest. Twelve o'clock I had to be at the sand. We'd be at the sand working out. I'd go home, eat lunch, rest, and then I had to be in the gym again at seven. And like now when I think about it now and I tell kids this today, I'm like, bro, like you need to not feel sorry for yourself. Bro. Like if you really want to get somewhere, you you got to put the fucking work in. Like you have to. And like again, I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but like when I when I um when I look back at it now, I'm like, fuck, man, I was grinding. I was grind three times a day for like two months straight. Sure. Like I, I was on, and my uncle calls it autopilot. I was on autopilot. He was like, you were on autopilot. You don't even know what was going on. You were just showing up and fucking putting in the work. And I did that for two months, and then um, finally it was time for me to go. <laughs> Packed up, back to Philly. Ended up going to uh, Villanova. I walked on there the very first day, and this is where it gets really crazy. So the very first day we get there, and um, we're sitting in this um, auditorium room. <clears throat> Everyone's in there, um, the seniors, all the captains, all, these, all the players. And um, the strength conditioning coach walks in, and he goes, Yo, do we do we got a poppy livers in here? Or he said livers, obviously. He said, Do we got a poppy livers in here? And I was like, Yeah, that's me, it's livers. He's like, I don't care what it is. He's like, stand up. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. So I stood up and he was like looking around at first, looking at everybody, and he was like, Who the fuck do you think you are? And I'm a freshman, right? And I'm like, in this room with nobody that I know. He's like, Who the fuck do you think you are? And I was like, I'm Poppy. Poppy Livers, you just said my like you just said my name, and he was like, I know who you are, but he was like, there's a rumor going around. He said, um, he said, is it true that you said if everybody worked as hard as you, that we'd be champions every year? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, sir, that didn't come out of my mouth. 
And he was like, you know what? I don't care if it came out of your mouth or not. That's the rumor that's going around. So that's what we're going to go with. And I was like, all right. And he was like, take a seat. <laughs> like, I, I, didn't, like, I, I didn't even know what to say. Right. <clears throat> so anyways, I ended up sitting down. We ended up getting out of that meeting, uh, went back to my room. Linebacker came to my room, running back came to my room, all these upperclassmen like, yo, man, what's up? You trying to you trying to fight me? And like in my brain is like, come on, bro. Like I said, what's up? What y'all want to do? Like <laughs> one, we I don't know where y'all from. You don't know where I'm from. I'm just like, I'm, I'm ready. Right. But I'm like, it, like, it's really not worth it because I didn't say that. And they're like, nah, man, you are, like no one liked me. I ended up. I ended, I forgot. I, I ended up going for a walk. I was crying. I, I ended up calling my mom and I was like, mom, man, I don't want to be here no more. I don't want to be here. No one likes me. And I was like, I can't be here. Like, I'm never going to play. They told me I'm too small already. Like, I don't want to be here. And she's like, stick it out for a week. Stick it out for a week. Just give it a week. Give it a week. So I ended up wiping the tears, ended up going back to the room. My, um, my big brother at the time, they give us someone that like watches us and guides us. Like he's, he was on the team. Um, he was just like, man, I got your back, bro. I'm gonna make sure nothing happens to you. Just keep your mouth closed. That's what he said. I was like, bro, I didn't say nothing. He's like, just keep your mouth closed. Ended up going to practice the next day, which was a Friday. And they have this thing called strongman. Strongman is literally just something to make you throw up, make you quit. It's just like, it's, it's hell. It's like hell week. Yeah. It's hell spot week. Team. It's yeah. literally hell week. So <clears throat> That day, that morning, woke up, went to the locker room. They they made my locker the first locker at the door. <laughs> first locker at the door. So they're like, oh, when it gets cold in the winter, they knew I was from Cali. They're like, you're going to be freezing. And um, all the guys would drop their loops. I would have to take everybody's clothes because I'm the asshole now, right? So anyways, that coach walks in. He was like, yo, man. He was like, meet me outside. I was like, all right, I'm going to put my cleats on. He's like, nah, meet me out there right now. <sighs> and then I took a deep breath just like I just did. And I walked outside with him. And he was like, yo, man. He's like, I don't care if you said that shit or not, really. He's like, but the guys in there do. And he was like, you better not fucking give up today. That's all I know. And then I said, all right, sir, I won't. He's like, I'm serious. I said, I won't. <laughs> Went back in the locker room, put my cleats on. And I knew what I just told you I did with my uncle. I, I Three times a day, I knew that I was ready for whatever the hell they had coming. Like, it didn't matter. I knew that I was ready. So went out there. I seen fucking plates on the turf, prowlers fucking the the punching bags that boxers use and i was like holy shit water jugs all across the damn side and i was like this is gonna be crazy and i knew it right but i was like in my in my brain i was like oh i'm ready for it right teammates were throwing up people people tapped out couldn't even make it and i didn't and i i almost threw up that day too and i never thrown up in a workout and um i ended up holding it in finishing the thing he came up to me after and he was like yo way to way to finish today he's like i'll see you tomorrow and then the next day, I think it was just like a regular, I think we were watching film, getting to know the plays and all that kind of stuff. And as it went on, I think a week or two later, we ended up getting on the field. And that's, that's where, that's where I separated myself. Um, uh, you know, no, and, and this is what I tell kids now. I was like, even when I, like when I would go on the field, no one was worrying about me. Right. I, I'm walking on the field, five, seven, one sixty. Right. I got him. Amazing. Don't worry about him. Went on the field, first guy came. He's like, well, I'm about to jam your little ass up. That's what he said to me, right? And like, I took a deep breath, looked at the quarterback, knew the route, too quick off the line, couldn't touch me. And literally, to this day, you ask any of the coaches, like, I was in, I was, no one knows who's on scholarship or not. But after that first day of me just cooking everybody, everyone was like, all right, this motherfucker might be good, right? But like, they, like, they still didn't forget about what I said. 
But the next day going into practice, people were backing up. They didn't even want to go with me. They didn't even want to go with me. And coach was like, oh, y'all y'all scared of him? A, a buck 60 soaking wet? Y'all scared of him? And I didn't say nothing, obviously, because I'm already, everyone's already coming Everybody from my head. Already. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it, man. Let me, and then, but that's when I got my confidence. I was like, you know what? Like, let me do what the fuck I know I can do well and what I've worked on my, literally my entire life. And, and I just excelled that summer. Ended up starting a couple games as a freshman. Um, after my freshman year, um, they, he called me into the office. The coach was like, yo, man, you did well. Um, he's like, we don't have a scholarship for you, though. Which after like, the first year, after the first year, he's wow. like, we don't have a scholarship for you, though. And he said, um, he said, the best advice I can give you is to work a little harder or transfer. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, after you felt like you just rocked it. I'm like, hey, man, like not even I didn't feel like I just rocked it. I felt that like as a as a walk on athlete who got to play in the game, I'm like, damn, like transfer. Like, I didn't even think that would like maybe work hard and maybe next year or something. But like. Maybe you should transfer school. I'm like, wow. So then I had a lot to think about. Call my uncle. I'm like, yo, man. He told me that I should transfer. He's like, man, what you gonna you gonna be a punk? You gonna you ain't never you ain't never back down from no competition Anything. before. He's like, man, you better stick it out. So I'm like, damn, man. So I ended up uh, coming back my sophomore year. Um, they played me a little bit more, and my career changed. I think it was game six. We played against Georgia State in the carrier. Uh, oh no, in the it, in the what dome was that? It's where the Falcons play. So we were at at Georgia, uh, playing against Georgia State, where the Falcons play. I can't even remember where at in Georgia. Um, and I think it was before halftime or after halftime. They punted me the ball, and I caught that thing, took it to the house. No one has returned a punt in thirty two years under that coach. And the last person to do it, shit, I don't even know who the last person to do it was because Brian Westbrook went there too who played for the uh, Eagles and he didn't even do it and they were like, yo man, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. At the time, I'm just like, bro, like, this is the shit that I know I can do. What do you mean? <laughs> a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I do this, right? So, but I didn't really, it was hard to celebrate because I knew that I wanted to be on scholarship and I knew that I wanted to play more and um, anyways, that season went on, played a little bit more, called me back into his office. Poppy Livers, how you doing, man? Gave me a plaque. Most improved player this year. He's like, he's like, you feeling good? And he's rocking in his chair like I am. And I'm like, yeah, coach, I'm feeling good, man. I, fe- I felt like I had a better season. He asked me, you know, how I felt about that. And I was like, I felt good, man. And um, he was like, yeah, man, you, you did you did really good. He's like, he's like, you earned it. I don't want to get all emotional. So <laughs> Don't get emotional. Heck yeah. That's where it matters, right? Yeah. I love it. This is what matters. Here's the thing, what people don't get. Like when you get yourself in a position like that and exactly where you feel like you're at rock bottom and people forget or they take for granted that it's the effort that pushes you and it's the quit that separates the people that lose and the people that win. And I think when you get hammered down 14 years old and your mom, I, I can't relate because my mom never left me. She kind of just put us under, but at the same time, um, I believe that's where you got your piss and vinegar a little bit. Yeah. You might've had it from seven to 14, but that's a, that's a magnificent switch. It's an incredible switch when people flip it. Right. It's like, look, it's all you now. Most people get it at 18, mm-hmm. 19, 20. Some of them never get it. How many friends do you have that are still 24, 25 Living sitting in their home. mom's house? It's right. Crazy. crazy. So we flip a switch and all of a sudden yeah. it's like, okay, you're on your own. But at 14, you have to not just do an 18 year old move. You have to do a 14 year old move, which is 
a multiplier of what an 18 year old has to do. You can't go get a normal job. You can't, I mean, you're just having to fend for yourself, find the right friends, find the right influences. And then on top of that, you're in a really highly susceptible area of influence as a 14 for one in a difficult part, Salina, California, right? It's Linus, which is a rough part of town, right? Kind of. Oh no, it was Seaside, California. Seaside, I'm sorry. Moving. Yeah. So Seaside, you got all these kids that are difficult and pretty at 14, we're pretty easily influenced. Yeah. Easy. Right. So you had to choose a pathway that was a hard left or a hard right. Yeah. Right. And you choose the pathway and you stick it. Yeah. Well, most people look at you and say, well, you're pretty lucky. Yeah. I mean, you, you're so lucky. And you're like, yeah, really lucky. Three yeah. times a day. Yeah. Autopilot. Kill yeah. myself from seven years old to, to 18, 19. Right. Yeah. Not that you did that three times a day at the young age, but yeah. as you got older, what I found or what I found magnificent in your story initially when you first walked into my office was that whole like, look, five seven. How big's Kevin Hart? Just a question. Five two, I think. So you're way bigger than him. Yeah. <laughs> Just anyway. So I mean, I'm I sit at six one, and I'm yeah. like, wait, you say you play football? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that people are going to think is the same thing. Like, okay, I'm interested in listening. He didn't really play. <laughs> <laughs> to, like you love football. Like, you know, I see yeah. the shirt you're wearing. Yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah. But anyway, the uh, it's it's pretty dynamic when yeah. people take this position of, I can't do it. Yeah. And then you take it, I can't do it. And you look at it as a challenge, Yeah, right? And you look at, can I get to football? Fine. Yeah, got it. Get into college. Got it. Mm-hmm. Now you're playing for a school and he's trying to back you up yeah. after your first year. Yeah. Look, you might want to look somewhere else. Yeah. And just like your uncle said, or who was that? What's his real, real uh, name? Mo Man, Maurice Mo Man. Man. Maurice Man. So <clears throat> he says, you're going to be a punk, punk out, right? Most people do. Yeah. Most people do. They're like, oh, you know, he's trying to do me a favor. He's trying to make it so I don't waste my time and trying to see when truly sometimes those are loaded to see if you're really got the heart to put into it. Mm -hmm. And then by sticking it, look where you're at. To me, it's a pretty incredible story. And I think most successful people that we talk to or that we visit with or that you look at in your league or in your sports that you, anything you do, um, some of them are naturally gifted, right? Yeah. And not just that, but they have the size, mm-hmm. they have the talent, and then they had the parents with influence. Yeah. Right. So they just are like, Hey, you need to get my kid in your school. Yeah. They got the ticket. They got the ticket. Right. And they're, he's, he's the perfect size, the perfect weight, the perfect jawline. We come from this background. He's this guy yeah, and yeah. he's friends with so-and-so. So yeah. here it is. That's a, and that really happens, oh, right? Every day. <clears throat> every day. And it's funny as you get further along in your career, as you've learned, uh, and you'll tell us about your NFL, yeah. they use, you use them, right? So yeah. that whole statement, as we get further along in our career and people want to lean on you, all of a sudden you have different accesses and it does get a little easier for people to answer your phone, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you can make those phone calls. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you didn't have that phone number. Yeah. You didn't have the support structure of a traditional family tree or family line that has a mom and dad and you can van and get disciplined, but you compensated and found the boys and boys and girls club for your freaking discipline, accountability, Mm -hmm. your your, everything, right? We crave as a young kid discipline, regardless of not, even if our kids are being crazy, what are they looking for? Somebody pay attention and tell them what they are supposed to do like a dog. Like, and I don't mean to refer to our kids like a dog, but a dog, a good dog. My wife asked me, why is the dog listen to you every time? Might because I put rules in front of him every time when I leave, he runs around like a crazy man. He won't even stop for her, (laughs) but I get home and he sits right next to me like a soldier. That's nice. Doesn't move. We did the same thing to our dog. Right. And so people are like, why is your dog on the leash? I said, cause my dog is not a bad dog. He's not a bad dog. I don't have to worry about it. (laughs) But you know, that's the thing that we look at. And I think where, 
what sets you apart and sets most people that are able to grab their dream. And I think what I wish people would learn is that they can grab it. Yeah. It's just the doubt in yourself that's holding you back. Yeah. I mean, you had a lot of reasons to say, I can't do it. Yeah, I had every person tell me except one. And that's why I tell, and that's why I say it. I was like, man, it takes one person. One. It took one person to tell me that I am better than D2. I'm so better. here's the next question. What if you don't have that one person? Fuck. You still have one. Yeah. You got, yeah. You got you. Yeah. And it's, it, you got to dig deep though. You have to dig super deep. And you know what? It's pretty easily said yeah. by me at 47 years yeah. old. And when you're 15, 16, yeah. 17, yeah. 18, 14. Because our, we're mush brains then. Right. And it's like, we, we're look like you said, like we need someone to coach. Like, what, yeah. What do I do? Us. What do I do? So answer questions. Anyway, I always tell myself, I'm not going to get emotional when I talk about this damn story. And I always do because I love I, it. Yeah, I, I'm like, man, I ain't gonna cry. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And it always happens. But anyways, you're a sophomore. This ended, is it. He ended up saying, um, you earned it. And I was like, you earned what? And he said, you earned yourself a scholarship. And then I didn't even cry in there because I was so expect you knew you earned it. I knew I earned it. And, <laughs> and you're like, and like, noticed. And like he gave it to me. And like, I, I was like, man, coach, I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to work even harder. He's like, Oh, I know you will. And, um, and I walked out, didn't cry, nothing. And I was, uh, I was a little more upset that it took so long. I was like, why, like, why did you wait, you know, to give me, like, I, I should have been on scholarship next day at practice. All my teammates were like, yo man, I didn't know you weren't on scholarship. You're the best receiver we have. Hey, you weren't on scholarship. I'm like, no, man. Why would I talk about that? I'm a walk on. <laughs> yeah. Why would I talk about that? But now I, I'm, I proudly talk about it. I, I live my life as a walk on still to this day. And I love it because no one, no one worries about the walk ons. And I love that. And like, I, because like I, I go there, even though no one knew I was a walk on, I had, I, I, I knew I was right. And I, and I, that's a powerful statement. And I felt it from everybody. Think about walk-ons. Yeah. Who's a walk-on? You look at the power players on the planet right now. Elon Musk. Yeah. Walked on. Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Walked on. Right. They didn't have anybody to coach him in their direction. No. You yourself and what you've done, you're a walk-on. Yeah. And people doubt ourselves. I think we, yeah. we think that we can't walk on and take over a planet. Like in I've our, met, in our I've field. Met so many kids here in Utah. I'm like, yo man, you're a big kid. What do you what, like? Are you, are you playing ball or anything? Nah, man, I'm not, I'm not fast enough for it. They said I'm not big enough for linebacker. I'm like, bro, you a big ass kid. And he's like, well, I didn't get any offers. I'm like, well, fucking Weber State's 15 minutes away. Or be like you guys. Get in your car. You, yeah, man. Like go show these coaches what you can do. Like I said, I don't know how you can play, but you look damn good. I didn't have that. Right. You already a step ahead of me. So now like, what do you have here? What do you have here? That's what like, that's what Matt, fuck the size. Like I hate like that literally cringes me. Every time I talk to somebody, man, I'm not big enough, not fast enough. Bro, I wasn't big enough. I wasn't fast enough. You are bigger than me at fucking 17. Get your ass on the field and work. Put in the work and stop telling yourself that. And that's the thing that I feel that I, like, I didn't tell myself that, but I thought about it a lot because I've heard it a lot. And then when I met my Uncle Mo, that, that, that mindset is like, now, man, I, any, you want to go play basketball? Put a thousand on it. Let's go. Like I, anybody out here, go get the jazz. Like that's, that's yeah. me though. Like, and I, and like, I just super competitive and I love the competition. Man, it's, Donovan Mitchell going to kill you. Yeah. We're going to see like that. We, <laughs> congrats. He's there. But don't, I am an athlete. <laughs> like he's not going to win easy. That's the mindset you got to have. That is the mindset that, that get better to get beat comes from. Like, don't have any doubt. Even if, you a little bit like, all right, he's in the NBA. Fuck it. Let's go. 
Like he's lacing his shoes up just like you're lacing his shoes up. We putting on the same pads. We putting on the same helmet. And more than likely, they're missing the drive that you have. Who put on? Who put more work in in the off season? That's what's right. going to show, right? So, and and it blows my brain when I hear that from kids. And I'm just like, man, y'all, y'all, we from different places. Well, and I think we grew <laughs> up different, right? And yeah. right now, there a lot of them are so expectant of an easy path. Yeah. And I think they're just going to be sorely disappointed, regardless of what the government's saying they want to give you or whatever it is that we all feel like we have a, something that's owed to us or we deserve this. Or I love when people get a trophy, you deserve it. No, you don't deserve anything. You earned it. That goes back to my story. You earned it. Right. So you came up with this brand, get better, get beat, GBGB. And it all stems back from these lessons. Like you're either going to get better at this game or you're going to get beat and you're not going to be part of this game. You should transfer. You're going to get better right there. Are you going to just, you just got beat. Yeah, no. If you leave. No. Right? Not happening. So, so you yes. get your scholarship. I get, I get my scholarship. We go into my junior year. Um, I end up starting finally. And um, I become the leading receiver as a junior. Um, looking, like, feeling feeling good about going into my senior season. I'm like, man, like, still, I'm like, man, I wish I would have got the ball more. All these things going through my head. Like, I'm not even thinking about the NFL at this time. I'm just, like, because no one told me that I could be here. So I'm enjoying Division One football and, like, being the only one at like from where I'm from in college was a win. Graduating high school from where I'm from is a win. a win. You know what I mean? So I'm like, man, this is this is dope. My friends calling me like, yo, how is it? Like, how are the girls and all this all these questions? I'm like, yo, man, it's cool, man. I would and like I'm like, I wish you guys could be here and experience this. You know what I mean? Because being back home on the corner is is it's not fun. Like I'm having fun, right? And stressing over fucking writing papers and stuff. But it's still I'm doing what I love to do. Anyways, I ended up going into my senior year and they ended up naming me a captain. And I was like, what? Like, y'all name, y'all, y'all chose I'm a captain? I'm a captain. Smallest captain and villain over history. Y'all, <laughs> y'all chose me. I said, all right, cool. So I ended up being a co-captain with uh, Joe Sarnis, which was our uh, safety. And um, I'm feeling really good now. I'm like, now I have the team. The, the team believes in me, right? I had one person who believed in me and a couple teammates who were like, yo, man, you're the best receiver on our team. But now I have support from the team. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be my year, right? Like, and I didn't tell myself that, but like, I felt, I felt good. So the first game of the season, we went up to uh, the Carrier Dome and played against Syracuse. And I ended up running a punt back that made Sports Center top 10, number two. We ended up losing 27 26 in double overtime. Reporter came up to me after the game. He's like, "Yo, man, how you feeling?" I was like, "Shit, I feel good." Like, really? You guys just lost? I'm like, "Man, fuck that scoreboard. We won. I won." Like, I like they ended up. We missed the field goal, 27 yards down the middle. Like, we won. Like, that was my brain. I'm like, on to the next game. And they were like, "I was like, yeah, man, it's okay." I was like, "Well, we got to worry about next week." That's what I told him. Ended up getting on the bus. Fucking 50 missed calls. All these. Yo, man, I just saw you on Sports Center. Oh my god, like. You do like you like I felt like I was famous. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> and like it was cool for like an hour. And then I was like, all right, man, we gotta focus on the next game. Ended up going to the next game. Two touchdowns, another punt return for like 30 yards. Like I'm like, man, every time that I get it in my hands, I'm taking it. Like that was my mindset. And like then they stopped punting it to me. So then I was like, all right, I gotta figure another way out to get in the end zone. And it was just being a receiver. So I ended up eleven touchdowns, receiving, um, thousand yards. Second leading receiver in the whole conference that year. Mm. After the season, um, I mean, during the season, we had NFL teams coming and seeing us. And, yo, man, they're here to check you out, see how you practice and get to know you a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool. Right? Like, I'm just, I'm focused, but I'm also like, man, you motherfuckers told me I couldn't play here. You told me that I was too small 
And now I'm leading the team. Fourth and 15. Fucking stands is yelling my name. And you told me I couldn't do this. Imagine if you would have believed in me day one, right? Like, but I, I, th I think from my mom leaving me, from fucking driving across the country and everyone, coaches telling me no in the office, that was just what I was used to. And now that I think about it, I'm like, man, imagine if I did have the support, but I'm happy I didn't because I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't right. have this energy probably. This brand wouldn't be a brand, right? So like now every time I talk about it, I'm passionate because like, I'm like, bro, no, fuck that. I put in the work. And I'm still putting in the work, right? So season ended. We ended up going to the award assembly and um, they ended up giving me like a Heisman trophy thing fucking in my gym, home gym. It's fucking heavy as hell. I don't know how heavy it is. Pretty heavy, <laughs> pretty damn heavy. And I'm like, this is dope. And then um, they ended up giving me the coaches, uh, coaches helmet award, hardest working player on and off the field. I got so dumb. Second team all conference receiver. And um, another punt, re like punt returner of the conference awards. So I had all these awards and I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I'm like, literally like, fuck, you guys told me I couldn't play here. And I'm and I'm, now look, I'm, look at, look, 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 I think we have the fourth best record in Villanova history with me being the captain there. You know what I mean? And it, but and you know, what's hard is it's hard to armchair quarterback from the back. So I was thinking like, here you are kind of frustrated. Yeah. Like, look, what if you, but what if you, you wonder if at the very beginning they believed in you, like you Could said, it, yeah it might not have put that much vinegar in you to make yeah. you like push that hard yeah. where you become complacent. So I think what we learn in our failures, especially in business yeah. and what everything I've ever done, like I've been bankrupt twice, mm -hmm. made millions three different times. Wow. Right. And that's not a bragging point. It's just like, you know where I learned how to make it from going broke. Yeah. I'm like, those are my lessons. And now sleep in my car, lived in my car for a year. Wow. Right. Which was one of the best experiences ever hated myself <laughs> for six months. And then it was <laughs> fine. It was fine. But at the end of the day, like if I, if someone was to say, you have to change something, would you take that away? I couldn't, I can't give that year up because no. that's truly where you sit there and harden your stone, right? Sure, yeah. You sit there and think about what you needed to do, but different, what you did wrong, how you could be better. You beat yourself up for a while and it's totally okay. Cried. I don't know how many nights yeah, in my car. Yeah, like yeah. I went from all this stuff and all my friends to no one call me. I can't afford a cell phone, sleeping in the back seat of my car, showering at Flying J, yeah. hoping that the cashier let me in. You know what I mean? Like just to get a shower. That's wild. Right? It was it was an experience I for sure. I did it with you. Yeah, right? And it, it's Seriously. the best experience. Yeah, I believe you would have. <laughs> yeah, it was just it. truly a great ex opportunity yeah. to see what can you withstand. Yeah. Right? But those every single night that you went to lay down and you recontemplate where you're at, you're like, is this really bad? And then the mindset was like, dude, I failed. I was making plenty of money. I had anything I wanted, yeah. everything I wanted, which I thought was material yeah. at the time because I was 22, mm -hmm. right? So it was all about money and whatever else, right? Yeah. Toys that you could buy. But then you realize that, wait a second, it's none of that. Yeah. But look at everything I've learned. And yeah. you, all the stuff I wished I would have done different is truly um probably the best thing that happened to me because yeah. then as I get back here and opportunities come and it expresses itself in the same way, like, no, I won't do that. <laughs> right. Cause that was one that led me the wrong way. Yeah. But at the same time, we, we want to be angry at our losses and you could say, Hey, look, all this happened and you're stuck in whatever situation you're in homeless, living on a park bench in a yeah. car at the homeless shelter. All those are fine. 
right? We had a guy last time on here that was a, that lived in a homeless shelter and he took himself all the way up to being a, yeah. the, an adult champion wrestler, wow. right? So gr- great opportunities, but here's the difference. Some people take it and they want to wallow in that loss. Yeah. And I'll be honest for six months, I did. Yeah. I blamed everybody but myself. Yeah. It was your fault. It was his fault. It was my mom and dad's fault or whoever. Right. But then when it finally soaked in, it's like, wait, every single decision that led me here was mine. Regardless if that guy took money, regardless if this happened, whatever. This is my choice to trust that guy to to be able to take my money. These are all personal choices, every one of them that led us to our loss or our gain, right? And I think where we lose is when we give up and never want to say it's our fault. Yeah. Right? We want to blame someone else, which will never let you grow. Let it go. Yeah. And it's okay to be wrong mm-hmm. and it's okay to lose yeah. and it's okay to be last place. That's what I had. To, I had to learn how to lose. Boy, that's a bitch. Huh? It's even, even <laughs> now, man, video games. I don't want to lose at nothing. I just hate it. <laughs> but I mean, I have a daughter now and I'm like, she ain't gonna, she's not going to win for a while, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta learn how to lose at things because it's going to help us. It is. I tell my kids, so my daughter's super competitive at dance right now. Yeah. And I've, I've told this story before, but my two nieces, they're Disney girls. And then my nieces are incredible dancers, right? They're very good. And Presley's very good. And she's getting better and better every day. But when she started to think she should be as good as my nieces, Mm -hmm. she wasn't. Not even, I don't want to say not even close Presley, but that's mean. But at the same time. You, 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 see, you, you had yeah, room yeah. for improvement, yeah, yeah. right? To get to that level. Well, last two years ago, she was like, wow, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, all right, go ahead. Don't just quit. That's fine. Yeah. Be the loser if you want. Well, no, I didn't get put on the special team or whatever, the, the apex team. And everybody else did. Well, probably because they deserved it. You had a shitty ass attitude, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You deserve it. To, to be honest with you, you don't deserve to win. Yeah. You have a winner's attitude. You didn't <laughs> celebrate other people winning. Yeah. Which is the winner's attitude. Like you should truly feel it from your heart when someone else beats you. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with you looking. I'm like, you did. Congratulations. You better love it. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's game over for you. (laughs) Just know it's a whole different fire. Mm -hmm. So the summer she kind of marinated in this pity party of, I don't want to do it anymore. And then all of a sudden she had this mindset switch. She's like, look, I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to do the best I can. And the difference in what she did this year versus the year before is diamonds to donuts. Crazy. Right? Yeah. And I, I believe that's where most of us end up taking the wrong turn or the right turn. This is your why. Yeah. This is where you have to make your choice in the fork in the road. Yeah. Like, do you want to take that and let that consume you and drag you down the pits of hell and leave you there? Because hell doesn't care if you hang out. Mm-hmm. Right? Stay as long as you want. Stay as long as you yeah. want. But, you know... I'll tell you an example. I was telling Taden one night. I said, Taden, everybody, your goal is to be the top. Yeah. Well, we sit on the Wasatch back. So Morgan. So on the other side of the mountains, other side of Farmington, basically. Yeah. So anyhow, we're looking on the front porch. You can see the Wasatch front shadow line, you know, the Wasatch back shadow line. I yeah. says, look, when you think about success, you want to be the top, right? So we pointed to the top of the hill. I says, look, that's the top. What does it take to get there? Right. It's, it's, you got a little shallow hill and then you got a steeper hill, then you got some rocks and all the way you lose trees and then it goes to grass and then it's just bare rocks and you have a very little support structure, right? I said, but when you get to the top, where do you have to go from there to get to the next top? Mm. You can't just get to the top to the top. Yeah. You have to go down 
and then go back up. up. You can't go just top to top. I like that. All those are roles, right? And then along the way, when I talk about support structure, the the shallower or the lower part of the mountain we're at, the denser the tree base, Mm -hmm. depending on how high we are in elevation. But we get outside a tree line where we live, right? It gets too high for trees, so there's no trees. But as it gets harder and bigger, and I I use trees as an example of people. Mm -hmm. When it's low, it's pretty dense because everybody can hang out there. Mm Everybody's there. It's pretty easy. You got rivers, <laughs> you got good soil. Like this is where we're going to hang out. But then as you go higher up the hill, less water, little rockier, less soil, Not more cheap. Gra- no, and everybody wants to go there. And then as you go steeper, then the trees pretty much go, you got one tree here and one tree over there. Mm-hmm. And we look at our friends, like you can have a whole bunch of friends at the bottom, mm-hmm. but along our way to the top, we only have a couple. Yeah. And if we build a good support structure, when we go to fall, you can grab one of those lone trees that were your buddies along the way. You're going to have a millions of cheat grass, yeah. like the grass that grows up the mountain. Yeah. But as we fall, because those guys want to follow you as you get successful, yeah. they're not really friends. Mm-hmm. They just want to be there yeah. to be part of you. I know right? something's going to happen. So I'm going to follow them up the hill. Yeah. But they're not deep rooted and they're not yeah. strong. So as soon as you go to fall, guess what they do? You grab a hold of them, they just let you down. Yeah. Right? They're not there for you. There's the only vision. a couple. They don't see the vision. They don't see it. So, But they're, they're there for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, Tade. You're going to get to the top of that mountain, but that's not the highest mountain. That's only the highest mountain right here. Yeah. Then there's that one over there on the other side of Weber Canyon. And then you have that. Then all of the Uinas, like and before you're going to get to each one of those mountains, you can't cheat. You can't go from the yeah. smallest mountain to the biggest. You have to take all those steps. And every time you do it, you have to go down to go back up. I love it. So do it and do it with a smile. Yeah. Just don't let the down part keep you there because it's bad. easy where yeah. the water is. Mm-hmm. Like it's lazy. I can sleep till noon. I can do whatever I want. And it may not be great because it's just normal life. But if I want to have it be great, yeah. I have to give up some stuff. No, and I said, just don't let it hold you back. I like that. I like that. Story. Right. I, that definitely it resonates. So, well, I uh, think successful people feel that way because we feel lonely sometimes and oh, you feel like yeah. I'm being stupid. You know, people talk to us at the fire station when I was trying to build Murphy door, which I got teased a lot. Oh, like, dude, that's stupid. Bro, that was me. And Kyle. No, one's, you I can't got, do that. They laughed at me for going early to practice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you. I'm like we have to go to practice. So why can't I go 20 minutes earlier to catch and and, and warm up? Like y'all making fun of me for because you guys want to sleep. I'm like seriously until I got that scholarship and then like oh now I see now I see now I see. So that's one of the things I tell my employees here. Well, I haven't in a while, but I should say it more. Here's the thing. You know what separates a good employee from a great employee? What's that? How do you stand out? What a normal little factory. How would you stand out here? Any job. Any job? Fuck, I don't, I don't have a job. So let's say we have 100 people, right? <laughs> Great. That just backfired. Anyway, <laughs> so let's say we have a factory floor of 100 people, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So we come in and you have one supervisor on yeah. the floor. You have one supervisor yeah, in an yeah. office or whatever, and they do whatever it is that they're doing. It always looks like they're not working and don't matter, and the, right? That's what we feel like with yeah. our supervisors. But one thing they will notice, if you show up 20 minutes early yeah. before anybody else, Who's the only person they see? That's funny because that's what my 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 strength conditioning coach would tell. He's like, bro, the only person they see is you. He's like, bro, this is this is the you've been here for four years and you've been the first one on the field for four straight years. Because that's the only people they can look at. That's what he told me. Is who's first? And then not only that, while you're working, how do you stick out while there's a pace of a hundred? One step faster. Yeah. Just walk one step faster. One. Wow. And then at the end, what do you do? 15 minutes late, yeah. 20 minutes later than everybody else. First one there, and when last you're like, one Hey, uh, is there anything else you need? 
Well, guess who the supervisor is going to reach out to? Because who knows everything? Yeah. The guy that was there early, the that, that walked a little left. faster, and the guy that cleaned up everybody else's mess and came back and said, is there anything else you need? Yeah. Well, you can't help but move forward. It goes Because there's no way. one else to grab you. Yeah. Like, I don't know who else to trust, but that guy. Yeah. I have to trust that guy. Mm-hmm. And it's not a hard, that's not a hard thing to do, but we get complacent in our life and like work starts at eight. I'll get there at eight 57 or seven 57. Right. It's easy to get there. Yeah. But you know, at the fire station, they, we kind of had an unwritten rule. If you're after seven 45, you're late, even though you're supposed to be there at eight, you know, the shift change. Yeah. 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 And it kind of instilled a lot. It it helped you see that the people that really love their job. And I wasn't always the guy that was there early. So I just want to add that it wasn't me, the, the guy, but there's some that got there nice and early that yeah. were ready for shift change that stayed later I mean, that, and made that's, sure. They, they live for that though. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm learning now. Like I have a job, right. But like, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, right. I'm right. trying to, you know, build my brand. I'm doing, you know, social media stuff, but, um, there's people like, and, and I don't, you know, I don't discredit the guy that wants to show up early for the firefighting job. Like that's we want them to be the best at what they do. Exactly. They should do that. Exactly. That's I exactly want, what they I should want do. More guys like him. Right. You know what I mean? So going back to all those trophies and awards that I um received, um, do you remember in the story where I told you that that strength conditioning coach chewed me out and he said, Who the fuck do you think you are? Remember that? Yeah. After all the award assembly and all that good stuff, coach comes back up to me, shakes my hand, and he goes, Yo man, congratulations. He's like, you did, you did a great job here. You had a great career where we love how you excelled and took on every obstacle we threw at you. He's like, proud of you, shaking my hand. He wouldn't let it go. He's one of those guys. And I was like, yeah, I appreciate it, coach. I'm like, you going to let go of my hand? He's like, <laughs> he's like, no, I need to ask you one last thing. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, remember your freshman year? You got your ass chewed out. And you said, uh, you know. If everyone worked as hard as you, we'd be champions. He's like, before you walk out of those doors, I need to know, man. Like, man to man, look me in my eye. He said, did you say that? And I was like, man, coach, honest to God, those words did not come out of my mouth. (laughs) They did not come out of my mouth. And he looked at me and he said, I wish you fucking said that. Because if everyone worked as hard as you, we would be champions every year. And that's the best award that I've ever gotten in football. Oh, yeah, despite the trophies. And that, and that's what, and, and I mentioned it to you walking through the hallways. I was like, man, I don't care about no trophy. I got four rings at home, one playing pro. Super fun. You know, one overseas where I met my wife. Great, great. You know, material things that, like you mentioned, like that's what we, we want at some point in our life. I want all the material stuff, all the shoes that I couldn't afford. I want it. I want it. I want it. And then when you get it, you're like, man, fuck that. I want to be remembered how. GBGB. I want to be remembered for my work ethic. And, he, yeah. and when he told me that, I was like, man, coach, I appreciate it. He's like, I wish you fucking said that. Because if everyone worked as hard as you, Villanova would be champions every year. And, I, and like, again, it goes to that walk-on mentality. It's like, coach, man, y'all, y'all told me what I couldn't do, and I'm just out here trying to prove me right. <laughs> that would be a cool shirt. Yeah. You better get beat, live like a walk-on. Yeah. Live like I like it. You know what I mean? Show show up like you're yeah, the walk on. Lo- Prove somebody. Yeah, I love it. Some type of spin on it. I think that would yeah, be pretty Yeah, cool. I mean, hey, there it is. We'll, we'll make it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so. I, I think, uh, so from after after this senior year, then you floated into... Um, so, pff, shit, I remember like it was yesterday. I was eating sushi with the best man from my wedding, um, Reggie. We were eating sushi, and I get a call from a 650 number, and I'm like, damn, that's that's back in Cali. I usually don't answer calls that I don't know, right? Like we all do, I'm pretty sure. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, fuck. I'm like, hello? And he was like, yo, is this Poppy Livers? And I'm like, yeah, this is me. He's like, yo, this is, I think it was AJ Hightower at the time. He's like, this is AJ Hightower with the 49ers. 
And I was like, who is this? <laughs> He's like, this is AJ with the 49ers. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, what's up? What's going on? Everything all right? <laughs> I'm like, fuck the, what are the Niners calling me for, right? I'm eating sushi, chilling. I'm like, yo, man, I'll be right back. I went outside and he was like, yo, man, how would you like to come back home? I'm like, I'm like, man, stop, fuck, stop, stop messing around. <laughs> he was like, how would you like to fly back to Cali, man? We'd like to bring you in for uh, training camp. And I'm like, bro, what? I was freaking out at the time. I'm like, no way. I was like, he's like, can you get here? I was like, hell yeah, I can get, when do you need me? Next week. Fuck, call, started calling everybody. Yo, man, I need a ticket. I need help. I ain't got no money. I'm like, I need a ticket. I need to get to, to Cali. Finally, someone, um, the family I lived with, ended up getting me a flight, getting me a car, and had me staying with them when I went back home. Again, this is not, you talked about being alone. It's crazy because um, throughout the 14 and living by myself and, you know, sleeping in the car, traveling one time, like, I've always felt alone, even though this family is giving me a car and giving me money, buying me clothes, feeding me every night, giving me a couch to sleep on. I still felt alone. Cause you didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. And the, they're not my family. Right. I'm like, and I'm, I'm see them every day with their family. I'm like, dang man. So like I, I appreciate it. And I tell them every day I call them still. I love you. My brother, that's my Kyle's my brother. His two twin sisters are my sisters. I love them. Like I call them all the time, more than my own family. And, um, but like, it's weird. Cause I felt alone. And like I tell them, I'm like, not not because you guys didn't treat me well, but I just expected it from my immediate family. And now, I mean, I'm okay with it now, but like, it's just like, it, it was crazy. So anyways, ended up getting to Cali. Man, I, I get to the locker room. This is Levi Stadium too, 2015, when they just got the new stadium. I'm walking through the hallways, seeing Ronnie Lott, Jerry Rice. I'm like, what in the, f like, what's going on? Like, this is crazy. Walk in the locker room, looking around, boom. Livers, top of the locker room, top of the locker, got my name, fucking backpack, cleats. Every, I was like, this is crazy. People are <laughs> texting me saying like, yo, like we used to go to fifth grade together. If you play for the Niner, blah, blah. Like people I don't ever talk to. Yeah, don't care. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I'm not even on the team yet, bro. Right. Like, I mean, I'm training with the Niner, you know what I mean? So it was just, it was, it was a lot. Again, it goes back to like, I almost didn't go to D1 school because people told me no, right? And now I'm sitting in my fucking own locker in the NFL. Like, what? Like, come on, man. Like, if that, don't listen to nobody, right? Like, if you, like, I'm just, like, I'm so tunnel vision now. Like, even even today still, I go play pickup basketball. Who's this little dude? I'm like, I laugh. I laugh now. Like, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to win every time, but like I'm not. Trying <laughs> You're not to, mad. Yeah, I'm not trying to play. Like I still talk shit. Like you know what I mean. I still got that dog in me, but it's just funny now that I know what I know and like the way that my brain works now. So I ended up training with them. They ended up letting me go um, after day three. They only kept one receiver, a D two guy, but I was there with like Ty Montgomery, some big name guys there that ended up sticking in the NFL somewhere. So I ended up going back home, driving again, forty five hours home, and um. I did landscaping again. I was doing that whole deal. And Germany reached out to me through Facebook and Spain. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? They're like, would you like to come play football? I'm like, bro, I play American football. And they like, they said, this is American football. And I'm like, what? American football overseas? And I didn't know about the, um, the European League at the time. Like, I'm just thinking NFL. I hear, it, yeah. I hear about arena. And I'm like, European League. So then they're like, yeah, man, we'll be able to pay you once a month. 
We'll give you a car. We'll give you a place to live. Gym membership. I'm like, damn, man, this sounds better than doing landscaping. <laughs> so I, I can play football. So I told the coach, I was like, yo, man, when can I come? They're like, well, we're already going to be in game four next week. Can you be here in two weeks? I said, you get me a ticket. I'm there. He got me the ticket. Two weeks later, I'm on a flight at 24 by myself. And bro, I get off the plane and I'm like, can't read a sign. <laughs> don't understand the language and I'm just like what, uh -oh. what am I doing like but I'm like I'm chasing this drink football I'm just playing a game and traveling right now at the, at the time so they I got there they gave me a little Audi A3 like it was super nice I was like this is dope <laughs> and then I had a little like a studio flat which was nice and I ended up going out and partying with teammates, like just seeing a whole new world pretty much. I was like, this is crazy. Like I would have never went to Germany if I didn't have this opportunity. So in like three, three months into my season, I ended up going out to the club one night with my friends and that's where I met my wife. And um, everyone thinks we met in the gym because she's into fitness too. But I was like, no, I met her in, <laughs> I met her in the club the old fashioned way. And um, I went up to her and I said, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And she laughed at me just like all the coaches did when I tried to go to their schools. Two hours later, she came right back up to me <laughs> and uh, she she asked me if I wanted water because I was I was messed up. I, I didn't even drink throughout college. I was so focused on getting a scholarship and getting to the next level that I barely drank. Uh, I think I had two shots my whole college career. So, But in Germany, I was like, man, I'm going to have fun. So I was super drunk that night. She asked me if I wanted water. I was like, no, you didn't talk to me before. Don't talk to me now. And um, she was going to walk away. I was like, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I played that card. And ended up getting her she wasn't even drinking so i think i got her a red bull she got me a water and you know i did the old yo what's your snapchat <laughs> <laughs> you know let, let's talk on snapchat and we, we uh ended up snapchatting because i was so scared to say number and i said snapchat <laughs> and um then later that day she um she liked one of my pictures on instagram and i i went straight to the dms i was like yep oh. That's it. I'm in. I went straight to her messages and asked her if I could take her out on a real date. What's your Instagram, by the way? You need to let tell people your oh, yeah, social yeah. handles here. Uh, my Instagram is Poppy Livers, P-O-P-P-Y-L-I-V as in Victor, E-R-S. And then my TikTok, I couldn't have Poppy Livers, so it's the same thing. It's Poppy Livers and then underscore. Um, but yeah, so then from there, we see each other every day. <clears throat> I got After that season, I won the championship. I proposed to my wife in three months. Whoa. Three months. Super fast. Super fast. <laughs> I was like, this is it. How could I find a girl from a different country? We can relate. I ended up moving in with her. It was nuts. I was like, this is it. Um, ended up uh, moving in with her after the season. A month later, uh, the Philadelphia Soul Pro Arena team hit me up while I was in Germany. They're like, yo, man, you still playing out in Germany? I wasn't posting anything. The season was sure. over. Um, and I was like, well, I'm out here now. I think I'm going to just stay here until the next season because they're going to pay me more and um, I found a girl that I just freaking proposed to. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's what I think I'm going to happen. He's like, well, what if I can guarantee you a spot on the soul? And I was like, shit, I was like, where were y'all at before? <laughs> right. So before I moved here, yeah, before I moved to Germany, um, I was like, man, I don't know. Like, how can you guarantee that? He's like, just come here, come to the trial and do what you do. And I promise you'll make the team. And so I told my wife that, and she was like, well, my fiance at the time, and she was like, well, if you make the team in America, I'll move. And I said, what? You're going to come with me. <laughs> That's, again, it, and it, it was, she seen me play in Germany where I was obviously a diamond in the rough, and but she believed in me. I was like, yo, this, these teams said I can play in uh, America if I come back. And she's like, if you make it, I'll move to America. And I said, fuck, that's all the motivation I need. I got on a flight a month later, went to the tryout like two days after I got off the plane. 
and I was one of two guys that made the team from that tryout. Two hundred and fifty guys. Mm. Crazy. That's a freaking crazy. That's tough. That that season, two thousand seventeen, my wife moved out in March. We won the championship that year. Two thousand eighteen, they brought me back. I made more money, and we're still. I mean, we're still trying to figure it out. Though I wasn't making crazy amount of money. I'm playing arena football, but I'm still doing what I love, and we're we're figuring it out. Um, and then two thousand, I tore my Achilles. Two thousand nineteen came around. I didn't. I sat out that season, and then the COVID year came, and we were like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" And she's like, "I want to be near the mountains. I want to be near home." And I said, "All right." She's. I was like, "Where you want to go?" She's like, "Let's move to Utah." I'm like Utah. What the fuck? Like, what? That where your mom still is. And this is where my mom is. <clears throat> Fifteen minutes away. We don't even. I don't even see her. Crazy. I almost fought her boyfriend. First <laughs> so year. you don't First, go visit. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, so I've realized to let, not let bad energy ruin my energy. I'm all about good energy, man. If you got bad energy, then just stay away from me. And that's a, another part of get better and get beat. E E E E elite energy. That's all I want around me. Right. So I ended up blocking him, all social channels, deleting his number. Just don't want nothing to do it. And I've been doing fine. They're like bloodsuckers, huh? It's crazy. When you have that negative, we call it here, red dye in the tub, huh, Zach? It's contagious. Like, it's like don't a, be the red dye. It's contagious. It's like smiling. Right? Like if I come in and I smile at you, you're you're like 99.9% going to smile back. Even if you don't even know who the hell I am. Right. It's yeah. just a greeting, it's right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so hey. like when I, and I've noticed that, like when I walk in a room and I'm training or I'm just me being me, people are like, bro, who, the, who is this? Like, oh, I want to work out with him. It's the energy. They feel it, right? And they want to be a part of it. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to let your ass in as long as you have that same energy. Or you want into theirs yeah. if they have great energy. I love right? it. I want to be around good energy. I was like, I need more friends with good energy. <laughs> and that's we can have I'm enough doing. of it. Life's hard. Man. You know what I mean? I have and no there's friends. those days. I have no yeah, friends. right. <laughs> None. Bro. <laughs> like <laughs> You have family. Yeah. Not friends. They're family. People right? who I call family. It's right. different. It's better. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I think it's better. But like, who did, like... I'm not going to say I don't have any friends. I've met some people out here who I really genuinely like and see, I can, and we hang out every sure. now and then, but like, I don't know, man, my past, um, keeps me bottled in, man. Like I'm very, me, my, me and my wife almost didn't work the first year. I got so mad. I said, man, take your ass back to Germany. You know, I, that, that I had that, you know, it's a man trait. I don't know. Like where I had that, um, mentality where like, if, if you're going to talk to other guys, I was, you know, I had to grow up. Right. And I, and I, and I learned it right now. I'm like, bro, I'm so, I got so much shit going on. Good luck with my wife, bro. Good luck. Right. <laughs> right. But like, we, we have to learn that stuff. And now I'm just like, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so focused, bro. And I'm, I'm, I'm used to people leaving, right. My mom left, you know, my grandpa left. Um, and I was always that, that kind of like affected my relationships. So like when I got in relationships, I'm like, oh, you're just going to leave me something. Easy eject button. Yeah. So like it, it kind of fucked my relationships up sometimes. Sure. And it almost cost me my wife. Right. And then I grew up and snapped <clears throat> the fuck out of it. And um, and I got better, right? I was just like, yo, I got to have good energy and just be able to trust. And that was my big thing with friends. I'm like, I don't trust nobody. And it sucks. I had to learn it. You know what? You have to learn it. I have to. Because it just sucks. Because like once you break it, bro, like. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. It's a Band-Aid, right? Yeah. What, you rip it off and it's out. Fuck. Trust okay. is a hard trick, it's right? Tough, it's yeah. really tough. But you know what I've learned like you in said, my... There's, there's people that at the bottom, they, they, they just want to follow you because, like you said, 
They just they want to follow you up. They want to follow. They don't up. want the work. They just want you to drag yeah. them with them. They'll follow you. You can't trust those people. No, they're just cheat grass. <laughs> yeah, you can't reach out to them and hold. They're just let you go. They're like whoa, whoa, whoa. We weren't here for your weight. We're wanting to use you. You can't, can't I, use can us. I come to your barbecue. Right. Yeah, like, well, we can't bring your own meat. Like if you're going to come <laughs> to my house, I, I'm not feeding you. But you know, like when it comes to trust, what we found here, and in order, in order to scale, like mm-hmm. a company or yourself or your life yeah. or just whatever you're going to do to scale. If you don't trust anyone, you ain't going nowhere. Even this, about to start, get better, get better. It's scary. You won't go anywhere if you don't trust someone. Yeah. You won't. You won't. It's scary. I love, listen, I love, so, I love Colton them yeah, back there. And, they're, they're the best. And they're getting to know me and my energy. <clears throat> and I like, right. I don't see money right now. Never. I do. Don't not, ever look at I it. I do not see money. Right. I see a brand see goal. that I want everyone to fucking like. If anything comes from this podcast, it's not about you buying my brand. I want you to believe in my brand. I want you to To know that you live it. Yes. And if you can relate, like I wish, I wish there was a way to fucking not sell the brand, but make money on it because I want you to earn my shirt. I want you to earn that fucking hat because like that, like that's what you can't just buy it. You have to earn it. You got to earn it. I don't want just no scrub on my brand. Like I want people who live this in and and we'll go put in the work and we'll not be afraid to be a walk on like man who gives a fuck about a scholarship it does not matter right like go put in the work rock the gbgb shirt and show up <laughs> we have to take risks right like i took a risk like not transferring when he told me to no matter what you have to take risks there's no reward without risk yeah we want to sit back tell me how you're going to win sitting on the couch just leaving your couch is a risk yeah you walk out the door, fall off the front step, like you said mm-hmm. yesterday. Like I could twist my ankle out that front door right yeah. now. Can right? happen. Wrecking the car on the way here. Yeah. Everything's a risk. Well, look at your risk reward. What's yeah. it? What's it worth? Mm-hmm. Take those risks. Take those chances to fail and fail yeah. and fail frequent and yeah. fail often. Right? Yeah. Fail fast yeah. and fail frequently. Yeah. Like I want to fail every day because yeah. when I fail, it's not so big. If I wait like three months to lose, yeah. if I can fail, find my failure every day. It's an opportunity to get better. And we've talked about that a lot here. It's like, hey, look, celebrate a failure. Mm-hmm. Look at it like, oh, yeah, you won. Just like a little wrestling match yeah. or your basketball game yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. like, you got me this time. Uh-huh. So we're not going to do that again. Now try it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, you won again. Yeah. But we're going to do this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Give yeah, me yeah. another chance. You know what I mean? It keeps it, ex- it keeps it exciting. And that's like, even now, like I said, I'm not where I want to be, but like, I don't like being comfortable. I, I've been so used to uncomfortable and not knowing to where it's like, that's, that's your new, that's your rush. That's, the that's new, your high. That's normal. So like this, doing this brand and I'm like, we're talking hats, right? I'm making hats. Like not even like, I just did this for me, but like, I already know people are going to be like, Oh, you gonna make shirts. We're going to do socks. We're going to do this, do that. Calm down. Right. Like I'm scared that I might not sell one damn hat. <laughs> And like, so you'll be, sell a hat. I'll buy one. So you're at one. Appreciate it. Just kidding. Maybe more. So that's you got, a, that, that's we'll a, buy plenty. That's a win. You got one over there, that's right? A, that's a win, right? I, and literally, if I can sell one a day, that's a win. Like, that's like, I, and that's like the whole, like, if I can change someone's mindset or like, even, like, man, I, I'll post a, a workout video or I'm drinking something healthy that I drink and people, oh, I'm going to get that. Or oh, I'm going to do that workout today. It fires me up because they're going to get better today. You know what's yeah. funny? I just, when you said, if I can sell one a day, yeah. that that would change. That'd fire me up. Fire you up. So when we started Murphy Door, it was like, if I can just do one a month. Yeah. You know, because they're like three grand when we first started. Yeah. I'm like, one a month, I make 
1500 take home, three grand, whatever yeah, yeah. it is, growth at the fire station. If I sell one door a month, mm -hmm. I basically doubled my gross, right? Yeah. Of course, there's cost of goods sold and some other things yeah, that you yeah, don't think yeah. about. But uh, <clears throat> then it went to one a week. I'm like, dude, if I did one a week, that's like 12,000 a month. Okay. And then after cost of goods sold, I'll make like four grand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about one a day, like five days, dude, that's like 15 grand a week. That's wild. Now we're like <laughs> 20 grand a month. And now it's like yesterday we ended it in total, like at almost a hundred units. I think yesterday, Wow. yesterday, Wow. that's a good day. It was one of our top days, but it's like the difference between all our sales channels. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait a second. Like what we did I don't think we did a hundred doors through our first or second year. Wow. Right. And so, and that was a lot of work. Like we were, I was just talking to Sal a minute ago and he was sharing a story with one of our supervisors. He's like, when I started with Murphy door, we built a paint booth out of cardboard, visqueen. We bought a fan from Walmart mm -hmm. to pull the fan fumes out or the paint fumes. I didn't know it wasn't, it wasn't explosive proof, by the way, it probably would have blown the shit out of everything with our paint fumes, but <laughs> we bought what we could afford, vi literally build a paint booth with visqueen and cardboard wow. and put a box fan from Walmart in the back to pull that paint out. He's like, do you remember we broke like every law, I'm like every law, everything. Yeah. And I worked for the fire department at the time. Like, wow. he's like don't look over here. Right. <laughs> so he's like, and then to see it now, like we'd get one or two and we'd get a couple painted doors a day. Like, dude, this is getting crazy busy with this is insane. And now he goes, I don't, he goes, he the can't even recognize the company. Insane though. And fun to, to learn, right. Yeah. Those little steps. We were in 400 square yeah. feet and again, not to beat it up, but what I was sharing the excitement, yeah, like yeah. set your mind one. And I remember when you're getting your notification from your website, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. ching. And I had PayPal do the little money sound. Yeah. Like, Oh, sweet. And then it was oh, like, yeah. you know, when you're at the casino and you're playing slots, you'd go to open the email and PayPal just says PayPal notification. Yeah. And then you go to open the notification because it tells you how much it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's like waiting for what you just want on the slot thing. Like how many coins does it count? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you're opening it up. Oh, dude, this is like $1,800 oh, yeah. or yeah. three grand. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it gets to the point where you're turning it off. Yeah. You're like, that's where we want to get. It's to, too right? many. Let's like, it because it keeps you up all on. night. And then I think Spencer's turned, everybody's turned off their notifications. And I, yeah. I can't look anymore. But what's sad is I do miss the one. And that sounds stupid, but back to the grind and back to the hard, like I kind of, the not knowing what my average daily revenue was. Yeah. Like, am I going to make $1 or a thousand dollars today or 10,000? I think that's what excites me. The it's scary, the super like, I'm scared. Like, damn, like so fun. We, we, I, I feel some love, right? And I feel supporters and people writing us and loving what we do. But I'm like, but who's actually going to buy in, right? Like, who's going to, like, I, there's a difference, right? Who's actually going to support us? Right. You know, and we've seen it, though. We've, we, we've launched some things and people, you know, buy stuff from us, like, from working with other brands. And I'm like, man, let's do our own thing now and see how it goes. But it's scary because, like, I mean, we're working with brands that are million-dollar companies. And I'm like fuck, like I want to be there. Like I want, no, you I, want I want that for me. It's not that hard, right? You have a $25 hat, divide that by a million. It shows you how many hats you have to sell. Mine is 38 though, guys. Right. Oh yeah. 38. I'm just, I'm just saying. Maybe yeah, so it's know. worth it. I don't know. Maybe 45. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. What we, we, you guys are buying into the brand, right? So 20,000 hats. <laughs> That'd be insane. Oh, super achievable. How many people live in, in California? I don't know. Millions, <laughs> millions, right? I think there's 10 and a half million in yeah. LA County. Don't quote me. I don't know. I'm making shit up, yeah, but yeah. I think it's around that 10 million range. So 20 million in the state. Yeah. You want 20,000. You're talking about like 1%. I'm going to 
I'm going to go next. Or point one. Don't quote gotta, my math, but I think it's point one percent. Right, and then now you talk down New York. Now you got three hundred and fifty million people or so in the United yeah. States, and all she wants twenty thousand. That's it. That's it. And so divide that by how many working days, or how many calendar days? Three hundred sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Twenty thousand divided by three hundred sixty-five is what? Not very many. Five hundred and change. Divide that by twenty-four hours, and you've got what? I need to sell twenty hats and twenty hats an hour. Wow. Not that hard. Just takes grind. Grind. It takes your three hours, three three day a week and workouts. The right, and the right team. And the right people, right? And then a trust and a belief. And I want to come easy. back on the podcast when we're when, when we're you're there. there. I'll, I'll have you on. Like as soon as you drop twenty thousand hats, get in here. I don't care. It, really, it's a celebratory piece. Yeah. But I think if you break it down to me, what helps me in my bank when I was Robert Bischoff didn't trust me at all when I first started. I think he trusted me from far. Right. He's like, look, dude, you're getting way too big, way too fast. Like your growth pattern is way too big. This is our fourth year being an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company in a row in the United States. Right. So it tells you how fast we're growing. It's easy the first year. It's easier than every year. You It gets harder and harder because it's by percentage of your previous year. Hmm. So it's really hard to maintain. Then you have to grow by that same piece exponentially to show that you grew again, right? It's percentage based, not dollar based. So it's hard to maintain. Well, he's like, look, dude, you, you shouldn't be driving by the day. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this much money Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He goes, do it by the month. It's too stressful. I'm like, I drive by the hour. I'm like, look, if I have to do 10,000 a day and whatever it is that time, you know, five, seven years ago, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm then I have to make however minutes an hour. I have to do $400 an hour. So how do I do it? And if I'm going to hit my goal of 10,000, then I have to move my needle. And what's nice with e-commerce is you can really manipulate like sales and pitches and website and Instagram posts and Facebook posts to help drive those revenue pieces and pop it up quick and pull it down. Like you can, you can push. It's just how creative you want to be. And if you set this 20,000 hat goal right now, it looks unsurmountable. Just like you's like, dude, I wish I could. That'd be crazy. Well, no, just break it up to like, how many do I have to sell today? Just today. Then work on today and then divide that by the hour and you have this many hours to do it while you're awake. Yeah. You know, so I just need to figure I this like out. Mm-hmm. I don't need to look at 20,000. I just need to beat right now. Mm-hmm. So how do I beat now? And that's just how I've kind of grown mine. It may not be the right way, but Robert's like, you'll kick, you'll kill yourself trying to drive by the hour. Like, it's the only way I know that I can achieve my goal. Yeah. If I wait till the end of the month, now I'm really sitting in rear view position, looking yeah. at my rear view mirror, and I can't fix anything. Yeah. The only way I can maintain a windshield position is if I'm driving by the hour and saying, hey, what can I do? Okay, are we hitting our goal? Are we hitting our goal? What can we do? Send a post, do this. I love it. It was easier. Facebook 10 years ago wasn't nearly as algorithmic, right? Yeah. So you could you could get more virality than you can now. Now you really have to pay for it. Yeah. Facebook's a sad place for that. Because they see people making money. <clears throat> right. They shut you down. We'll yeah. get like, we had a red dresser door at one point we posted. And it got like 5 million views and likes in no time. Right. Well, now if we get over 2,500 to 7,000, then all of a sudden it just disappears. Yes. They sad. just, they hit breaks and they're like, boost this post We're and do this. this. You know, and yeah. it's super, it's, that's why TikTok's got them by the balls right now. Yeah. Right. Because they let you grow. They let you be more viral. Yeah. It's nuts, so, man. It's nuts that they have control. They do. And they can turn you on and turn you off. And you know who else does? And this will frustrate you too, is Google. 
Google has shut us down Don't just by that. having, oh, true control, like on your Google ad spend and all wow. the stuff you want to do. Oh, you wrong wording. We changed the algorithm. Boom. All of a sudden you were top ranking search. You're non-existent for 10 pages. They, they do every, every time I turned around, then you're spending a bunch of money trying to get back into compliance or, so there's a lot of hurdles and you just have to get your right yeah. teams in place, but truly setting proper goals and a million dollars is not a, is not an unsurmountable goal for, for that. But is it in the next three years? Maybe. So set, search realistic goals for today. Like, what do you really want to set? What does next year look like? You start, you're going to launch this August 1st. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Right. So sorry if I broke any kind of thing. If you no, need that, August need that. 1st. Yeah, so yeah. August 1st, you can jump on in order yeah. to get better, get beat hats 1st. from where? From our Shopify account. Okay, perfect. So you're going to be on Shopify. Go to mm-hmm. getbettergetbeat.com. It's going to be, uh, it's the domain, right? I'm learning this, guys. Look, this is how right, fresh Brand I new. Am. Yeah, perfect. So it, it, they go through the domain, which is gbgb.now. .now. Got it. Yep. Perfect. So gbgb.now, August 1st. Mm-hmm. Do you have, can you pre-order yet? So we're not doing pre-order. Okay, why? Because we don't, we, we, I don't know enough of it. I heard a lot of good things about it. Right. Um, the manufacturer that we used only had a certain amount of supply that we can order. Um, and we didn't want to, again, this, this can flip overnight, right? We don't know. Um, and again, I'm looking at the quality for, you know, the people who are going to buy into this brand. Um, I didn't want to order X amount of hats and then have to order a different branded hat just to be able to fulfill the pre-orders. Right, got it. I don't want to switch the material. You don't want to be out of stock when you go live. Exactly. That's yeah, fair it. enough. And, and, and again, maybe, maybe I, I'm learning, right? Maybe my next drop is going to be like, yo, we're going to do pre-orders. Like we've, we've been talking about it and that's probably is what, it, what it's going to be. So we know. But this is your, this is your start. This and it makes start. sense to be, have, have inventory August 1st, right? Yeah. Otherwise that'd be kind of embarrassing. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be able not to deliver. <laughs> Right. That would be, that would be rough. <laughs> so August one GBGB dot now mm-hmm. you can get on and order hats initially, yeah. right? That's what you're going to have is a selection of different I'm types thinking, of hats. I'm thinking, I don't know why I like the, the, the 9.59 AM drop might be 9.59 <laughs> AM. Huh? Right, That's it. Right. Right before 10. Got it. There you go. <laughs> you better be ready. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so you, you go back and you say, okay, what is your goal from August to so December. August, oh, I thought you meant the whole year. Well, we'll just, uh, just start 2022 so you can close your books out. August. And I just like to pick people's brains on how they, if they have a realistic view. Well, someone, someone like the other day we were driving there like, yo man, you gotta make, you gotta, you gotta make a hundred thousand dollars. That's what they said. In four months? No. Or just, in 12 months? Just like, yeah, within the year, make a hundred thousand dollars in, in selling your merch. And I'm like, again, like that's, I've just recently made that and you don't see it. We don't see it. Right. Cause we're spending and buying new cars sure. and doing yep. all this stuff. So I'm like, man, we made over, you know, we made a good amount of money, but you don't see it. But they're like, no, I want you to see a hundred thousand, like in gross revenue, gross yeah. revenue in the bank. And I'm like, dang, like it hits me. And I'm like, damn, like scary to think about that. But like, it's possible, right. You could do that in a year. People do it. Like we, I mean, we did it, but not selling anything like hats or anything. So I'm like, how am I going to do that? And now I'm just, I think about it all the time, but after the conversation with you, it's just like, I got to get a plan, man. What do I got to do today? Right? Like, I don't want to just look at next August and, and think like, cause like, what if we, next August comes around and we're at like 40 K. Right. And I'm like, damn, like we got two months left. How are we going to, how are we going to get the rest of this? So the <laughs> reason I, I say kind of come up with a game plan for August one, <clears throat> what is a, Oh, well, the goal so, is to sell out. Right. So how many units do you have? 
We're not telling anybody. Not telling anybody. So you just, that's fine. That's a, that's a good answer. Yeah. So I would look at it as a revenue piece. And and here's the reason I do that is I look at it. Okay. What is our goal from August one to December 31st? Yeah. So that gives you five months, right? August, September, October, November, December. So you have five months to, to hit whatever that number is. Right. So what does it scale? Cause it's not going to be the same August one as it will be December one. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you're going to have some type of growth factor or some type of re the next drop. Re, yeah. The next drop. Right. Birthday. So you're going to have new hats or whatever mm-hmm. that you you're going to release and yeah. you'll have more followers and more word of mouth. Yeah. So you have to look at it as kind of like just a, a shoe. You want to call it like a hockey stick. Yeah. Right. So that's everybody's goal yeah. <laughs> is to be a hockey stick growth okay. company, but just kind of find a scale and you can, I draw it out like this and I'll just show you. So it's like five months, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be my first month. What yeah. does that look like? hundred dollars. Yeah. A thousand dollars. Like what, what is it like? Okay. I'm going to go. What is an achievable goal that doesn't set me up for disappointment or failure? 5k. So you feel like that's reasonable. So that's a hundred. No, uh, let's say, let's say 20, 20 K. I think 5K is a good goal. 5K, okay. For the first month. Okay. Now, keep in mind what drives website traffic is number one, Instagram, mm-hmm. and your where your channels are currently. Yeah. But another good support team is your ad space. Yeah, like, and we haven't tapped into that. You know? And it's going to cost some money too, even yeah. if you do Amazon or if you do your own website to yeah. get people driving to your website, it yeah. costs money. Mm-hmm. So I, again, you have a pretty big following, so I may be completely wrong. But if you, I would, I would set this first month at five. Yeah, perfect which is realistic mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to learn from August one to September one. And then I'm going to do 10 in September one to October one. Right. So I'm going to close out this month. Sorry, this will be five here. It's kind of like, yeah, 10. And then what is that next one? It's probably not 20, right? Cause that's a pretty big stick, but yeah. it could be. So in here's, I said it kind of like when I talked to the bank, you know, you have a number, you report to the bank, what you're going to grow in. And then you have a number that you report to your team on how you really want to grow. So we have two different numbers, mm-hmm. right? One that's achievable, one that's pretty well set that we kind of know that we can grow at least at this percentage every year. And then we have our team set numbers. It's like, look, we're going to grow at this number. But if you miss the numbers that you report to the bank, it's kind of frowned upon, like you didn't yeah. do what you said. And, mm-hmm. and then we kind of let ourselves down and we get kind of bummed. So I try to go in and say, look, I want to do this first month with this product release. If we can hit $5,000, in this product release this month, that's going to be pretty good. And to get to 10 grand the next month with our learnings, that's going to be pretty good. Yeah. But to go from 10 to 20 isn't always yeah. as easy, mm-hmm. right? Because here you're looking at it basically 200 hats. Yeah. 200 hats divided by 30 days. Mm-hmm. You only have to sell what, right? 20, I guess 30 hats. Well, no, you have to sell 50 hats. Mm-hmm. No, not even 200 hats by 30 days. What am I doing? I'm doing my math completely wrong. Five, six hats, right? Seven hats. Six and a half hats a day. Can you do that? For 30 days, yeah. For 30 days. There's your 10 grand. Well, then you're going to go then. So I go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, or 5, 10, 15, 22, 30, right? And then say, okay, by this, that, if I did it that way, 5, 10, 15, and then 22, that means this year, if I hit 30, $52,000, that's 10,000 a month, that's 120,000 a year. Hmm. And none of those are unachievable numbers. Yeah. So you have to say, okay, what is my invent? And this is why I do my set that way. What does my inventory count need to look like for that month? If my numbers here and my numbers, I need that plus. Yeah. And I need that plus. What do I need to order? 
what do I need to order? But yeah. you're going to set these ones higher. So you're just going to say, hey, look, I'm going to, I need to make sure I have 200 hats for 5,000 hats yeah, or $5,000. Yeah. I need a hundred hats. That's literally how we're starting to. That's what you should do. We're so, again, man, it's, it's nerve, it's nerve wracking. And it's like, an I'm investment. Like, yeah. It's an investment and it's, it's a risk. It's, I have a daughter now, you know, it's like, I yeah, you can't take yeah. food every time you buy that. Yeah. It's food off her plate. Yeah. No, right? di- no diapers. No diapers. So <laughs> this is just kind of how I drive my month. And then I drive my year. And I think it really helps set my mindset to what do I have to do today? Mm-hmm. Okay. What are my moves? Okay. I have to do this post, this post. I'm going to do this. I might pop this cell in. I might be a, do a twofer or one, you buy two, get one, yeah. whatever that has to look like mm-hmm. to achieve my objective. But it gives you the opportunity to do it. And if you have a steer, if you have a, a, a roadmap with a goal in mind, at least you, you know where you're headed, how yeah. you get there can vary a little bit, mm-hmm. but you have to end up here. Yeah. And then just decide how you're going to take your turn right along the way. And none of them are wrong, yeah. right? They may be a tough lesson in that turn, yeah. but it's not like you, you know, you won't go do that again. Yeah. So for me, that's how I draw it out, whatever your numbers may look like. But if you continued that down through the year that I could say, Hey, look, the first year, if I, I think a realistic goal in that industry is a hundred grand's a good year yeah. for the first. And then the next year you could say, okay, I want to do three and then I'm going to do one. Yeah. Right. When we started talking like that, man, it's gonna be nuts. It until, should be until nuts. it's not, and then I'm like, dang, right, Jeremy, I want to do ten. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just keep moving. Yeah. So give you a real quick one, Hydra Jug. Yeah, I know, you know Hydra Jug. Yeah, they brought me in. I went to their office. So Hayden Wadsworth. I don't know him. That's I, he's the one of the Wadsworth brothers that okay. founded it. Yeah, so yeah. his dad, Joe, he's been on our podcast before. Okay. So Joe Wadsworth was my captain at Weber Fire District. And oh. we talked about this on the Hydro Flask or Hydro Jug, sorry, yeah. Hydro Jug podcast. But he's like, what do you think? I'm like, dude, that's kind of dumb. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that's going to be about, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of competition. And he just had this mindset that was like, I don't care what you say, Jeremy, this is going to be a home run, yeah. which I completely missed. And it has been a home run. Yeah. He's like, he's an ink. 5,000, number 33, fastest growing companies in the nation. Number 33. A hydro jug. Hydro jug. Wow. Right? So completely missed it, right? He's going to, he's almost 30. So I was hoping he'd get 30 under 30, but he deserves it. He's a smart kid. He's ambitious. He's done some good stuff. And he's a young, young, ambitious guy. And he did the same thing. He bought this, you should listen to his podcast. It is really good. He tells you this little story of how he took this, you know, container order of, jugs yeah and how they all bombed like the lids wouldn't seal they were popping off and so all his initial investment his brother postponed buying his wife a ring like all sorts of crazy but anyway you just see these little ideas they can be a rock star idea and he's going to be i mean he's well in date figures and this is 27 2015 or 2016 wow maybe 17 i don't i don't know but already hydro jugs Hydrojack. Yeah, I was there. I seen. It. I said this facility is huge. It's huge. Nuts. I'm like a water bottle. Really? It's nuts. Right. Congrats. So man. don't ever. Yeah. Right. And he's a stud. And if you get a chance to meet Hayden, he's a, he's just yeah, freaking sweet. I didn't get to meet them. I met uh, an employee who brought me in, and yo, man, we would love to work with you. They're big on influencer marketing. I know. <laughs> big on influencer marketing, and I think they're a good step to gamble into too. Yeah. I just honestly, man, the the companies that we work with, I. We work with them, but I, I love the people, right? Like I, I tell you all the time, I like being mm-hmm. in relationships. Like if we're, if we're going to work together, like let's get to know each other, right? Like why, why would you work with me? Not, not because my following work with me because who I am work with me because 
my mission statement, get yeah, better, get beat. Yeah, like what you believe in. Yeah, work with me for that. Like and like we run into brands that want to pay us big amount of money for one time post or you know, like, hey, let's do this for, you know, a couple posts. And I'm like, why? Like, why not build a relationship? Something that lasts. Something like let's go out to eat together. Get mm-hmm. to know me, right? Like, I know you see a number, I know you see I'm verified on IG. That's cool, but like get to know why I got verified and like get to know why my account is continuing to grow. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like get to know my audience. <laughs> I, I think it's important. I also think yeah. sometimes those bigger brands have a harder time doing it. If they'd send their, one of their guys out, yeah. you know, there's a, it, I think, man, <clears throat> I, I think that is the next, that has to be the next thing. Like, man, you, especially some of the big companies, man, you got the money for it. Bring a guy in. If you really like him, get to know him. Right. Like build that relate, build the trust with each other, with each other, right. That you're going to represent me. Right. And I'm going to represent you. Right. Or do we have something in common that I can pitch? I agree. I think that, I mean, I, that's what I tell, that's what I tell brands that reach out to us now. I'm like, come on, man, like get to know us. You know what I mean? Cause we're real people. I, I've, I see people in, in, in this world on social media who just look for money. Right. I just money, money, money. And again, it, it's a look like, I, I think about that too. I'm not going to say I don't because like, again, I have a family and this is my job. Yeah, but it's your secondary. It's my secondary, right? Like I got something that I'm focusing on, but like, if you want me to take my energy away from what I'm doing to help you out, then you got to help me out too. Mm-hmm. Right. And you should be okay with that. Like not just a transaction. I hate that. Like it, it really, it, it blows my they're, brain. They're kind of cold, but that's where the world is right now. And I think it's sad. Transactional. So that's what pure brand kind of does. Okay. <clears throat> We're trying to get it away from the standard one to five star cold relationship with a company. Yeah. We're making it so the company can introduce their product and then also introduce their past customers to their future customers. They can have FaceTime conversations, yeah. share their experience with the brand and the product yeah get a discount for talking to the past customer, yeah. right? And then paying a little bit to the, the past You're building customer. building a community. Right? <laughs> that is now brands can't manipulate yeah. the rela- the, what their experience is. So you better be good at it, yeah. at what you do. So anyway, that's kind of I, what our goal is I, to I, change I like the way commerce is done, where past customers are selling future customers, right? As well as the future past customers getting paid a little bit for telling the story, yeah. giving honest and true reviews, based off of face-to-face conversations on yeah. FaceTime and sharing their product with each other and their experience with the brand. And I think people will listen to it more because like I, I, sometimes I'll see things I'm like, I ain't better read that. Fuck that. It's a one-star. It's a five-star. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't believe in a one-star, five-star. I don't believe in either one of those ratings. Yeah. I don't Unless you I stole money, yeah. you shouldn't get a one-star because that's the lowest it gets. Yeah. People are like, I wish I could give it zero. I'm like, did they steal money? No, but their product was late. Like, you're okay, a, you're, yeah. you're just being a dick. Like yeah. they don't own UPS. We get a lot of that crap. Like, oh, my door's fine, but I had my door delivered on a pallet and it came, you know, it didn't make my appointment time. I'm like, Murphy door had nothing to do with it. You were entitled, man. You're right, bad. So, and then the five star, to me, if you spend $100 on a $100 thing yeah. and you got what you paid for, it should be like a three. Yeah. I gave you a hundred bucks. I got a hundred dollar thing. It's exactly what I expected. Yeah. Three. I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah. Now, if it was better than I thought, Four, mm-hmm. five, you better mow my lawn. Yeah, seriously. Right, like why five? I need why breakfast w- in the morning. Though. Right, something different. But <laughs> anyway, I just think that it, it's really confused that's the a, consumers. That's a, it's the same thing in the athlete world, man. I I, <clears throat> I was no stars. This five-star recruit, fucking Miami, 6'2", runs a 4'3", four, 4'4". Four, 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 four. Comes and lines up against me and I fucking, he can't guard me. 
care about how fast he is or how tall he is. He got five stars. Today he looked like he had no stars. <laughs> right, and you're here, you are right, with dude. the zero star. I put a star on my head just to go against him. <laughs> Man, as many as many times as I heard that too, and, and it's crazy. How, you're like, going to see it in your brand I too. I wasn't even thinking that right now about like the five-star ratings and how it blended in with the athletes too. It's like, Same. yeah, three, Stupid. This, guy, this guy's a three-star, four-star, so all the coaches are here to see him. But look at this guy. Do you agree or disagree that there's, it's way more complex than five steps, way more complex than five stars. Not even, not even a question. It's yeah. like, it should be in a hundred. Like it, there is not too even, much yeah. in a transaction yeah. to be five simple stars. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of what our goal is yeah. with, with our branding. People, people, people are just, again, pe- I'm a visual learner. I need to see stuff. I need to feel stuff. I need to learn. That's how I learn. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, if you tell me this kid is the best athlete in this county or whatever prove it let me see it i need to see it let me go against him let me like because i i know what i I don't know i just know what i I like seeing things Mm -hmm. you know don't tell me that your brand's a five star i don't i haven't even wore it i haven't put it on i haven't touched i haven't used it like i need to physically you need to feel it and it doesn't hurt to have people tell you hey this is what it feels like this is what i oh i definitely love listening right sure like yeah and but to read their angry rant or their overwhelm how about a five star with nothing or a one star with no don't comment. Know how he, how he was like, <laughs> might have had a bad night, right? <laughs> might have got fired. Who knows, right? He's taking it out on someone else, <laughs> right? He's just mad, yeah. like because his wife didn't want him to have that product, bad and energy. now he got it. It's like bad that energy. one. Yeah. Well, I th- I think it's exciting. My favorite part of all businesses, and that's kind of what I've been talking about, pure brand little biz. It's yeah. just exciting because I don't know what it's going to do, yeah. but I'm hoping to change a few things in the way commerce is done and helping. But to me, where you sit, where you now have something tangible you can touch and feel, and I've seen it. Yeah already because it's right next to me. So kind of, I know what it looks like, but anyway, I I think it's exciting because now you know what it's going to do. And now you're wondering how it's going to be accepted and how people are going to transact with you and how they're going to relate with you and how it's going to grow and if it can expand and how you're going to get it to expand. I, 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 I'm getting sweaty. I feel it. I, want, I, want, I, want, I tell people, I'm like, bro, you put this hat on, you are going to be able to backflip. You're going to be able to, to, to play D1. You whatever know, you want. Whatever you yeah. want to do, you put this on, you're going to turn into that person. You not just have to put it on, but you have to live it. You have to And that's the people it. you want. Yeah, that's it. Right. That's I want people want. that know that when they get, they either have to get better and get beat. So, so we had shirts before, before we thought of like actually sticking to this. And, um, we weren't selling them or I was just wearing it. Cause like it's, it's, it's me and it's like, yo man, how much for that shirt? And then uh, like, after so many people kept, I'm like, bro, this ain't for sale. You got to earn it. You got to earn it. You got to earn this shirt. I ain't making shirts until you earn it. <laughs> right. You know? So I, it's exciting. Just like your, your brand, you're getting ready to come out. With oh, they're thing. all fun. Yeah. Man. They're so fun. New companies are fun. They're super stressful. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the one thing you have to make sure you do is don't over, forecast yourself into the sense like if I don't make it like just like what you thought in football you're going to be better at it than probably I was we set these overexcited goals and if we don't hit it then we kind of let ourselves down but you learned not to quit and you did a great job of not quitting as long as you know that it's sometimes it's great like we had a ladder our ladder brand when it came out it did 10 million the first year 10.8 million what was the goal we just wanted to launch a ladder brand. <laughs> yeah, like, <clears throat> like the hats. I'm like, I just want to launch a hat and see what happens. Right. But then after that, it dropped mm-hmm. because COVID and all the other stuff that came in. And then the margins dissipated because of tariffs and the margins dissipated because of shipping. Then you couldn't get it across the seas and then you right. couldn't. Do, everything falls into place and then it falls all the way down into the single digits, into the yeah. low single digits. Of, Damn. Right. So is you're it like. discouraging? It's super. It is. But at the same time, it's like we had this false bump right early. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have to get back into realism. That's why I reality. say one hat a day, man. I'm be, if I can't sell one hat a day, then I shouldn't be in this business. And you could do that on relationships alone. I like know. just say, Hey, we're going to do this. And one hat a yeah. day is great. Yeah. And we that's ha- a great and we, start. And we have people, um, I mean, that's 30 hats, 31 hats. Right. So right. like, I mean, but we have people who, Oh, I'm, I'm by both, both logos. I'm going to, cause Good. so what me and my wife are doing is, um, you haven't met my wife yet. But nope. She's five nine German, a little taller than me. You got to be the man to marry a woman taller than you, by the way. <laughs> but um, we're we're gonna keep it a friendly competition to where it's like um, we're gonna have teams: Team Tony, Team Poppy. She designed her own logo. I designed mine, and um, we're just, we're just gonna See keep who's it gonna fun. Crush it. Yeah, and, and get, get better to get beat is uh, it's like competition, man. It's competition with yourself. So it's like we're we're making a friendly competition with ourselves, like our family. I'm like I'm gonna sell more hats than you. That's it. Like, <laughs> and, and it's gonna be fun. We're gonna let people choose what team they're on. But at the end of the, the day, they're gonna be on our team. And you think 30 hats, that's something else. As dumb that, as that, that's a whole classroom. Call it what that's you how want. I visualize call it. Call it what you want. I think that's that. I like, think that's a home run. I can be happy. If we sell two, I'm be more happy. Right? right. Two a day. So like, And if I, you get the first person to pay you for your hat. Oh man. That's something too. I think it's cool. I think it's exciting. It's going to, I'm going to be back in here talking about something else with you. Hopefully it's way faster than three years. Yeah. But if it is. I don't know. Like right? I, 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 my brain is always super, super high. But I want, but I'm very conservative. <laughs> That's why I say one a day is, right. is great for it's me. Still but okay. I would love ten a day, right? Twenty a day. Like again, like even through our conversation, you're like, yo, five, five is a good month. I'm like, shit, man, I want to make make twenty a month, man. Like, oh, we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I yeah, know. we I, all I'm do. I'm just saying, but like, that's when I. You have to I, pull yeah, yourself back. Yeah, I'm like, relax, slow down. Like, it's a process, right? It's patience. I didn't get my scholarship right when I walked through the door, right? And it neither will this two brand. Years exactly, right? So, all these things take time take in the, yeah. and it's okay. But every day that you learn, you're going to be hardened in a better brand mm-hmm. and you'll be more solid. And it's, to me, it's exciting. I love to see new companies. I love to be yeah. wrong. Like with hydro jug, I'm like, boy, yeah. that was embarrassing anyway. But you know, and, pe- and people with, so like people are telling like everyone has a clothing brand, right? Everyone does. Like, all right. Well, is everyone sharing the story? No. And that's why, and that's why I wanted to do the podcast with you as well. And I'm getting ready to do another one probably in LA with cuts, the brand I work mm-hmm. with and just continue to share the story because you never know who you're going to reach on these, right? You never know who's listening. You never know who can relate to it. You know, we get a lot of messages after some podcasts like, yo man, like, and, and me, I make people cry because I'm crying. I'm not a cry baby. I tell people I am oh, a cry baby. I'm just very, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I'm emotional. Actually, I am a cry baby. I ain't gonna lie. My wife doesn't cry. I cry. Like I cried when I proposed. I cried when our baby came out. I cried. <laughs> Disney. First, I cried every Disney I movie. Said, I love you. I'm like, why am I crying right now? <laughs> I'm very, I, 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 I think it's from my past though. I'm very emotional. But like, it's, it's a different kind of cry. Not a cry baby cry. I'm mm-hmm. just very passionate. Passionate. Yeah. yeah. Like, again, I, I told myself, it's I told you yesterday, I said, I'm not going to cry. I get, emo- I told you, I get a little emotional when I talk about my story and it always happens just because I feel, I, I, I feel like I was talking to my coach again. I feel like I was talking to him and sitting in the chair again when he told me. The way I look at it is like, look, you got past it and that's yeah. what gets emotional. It's like, yeah. look, I had these hard feelings before yeah. and then I was able to now look where I'm at. I think that would make me cry and wait, like, yeah. holy crap. Shit. And I've cried <laughs> a lot over stupid stuff in the past too. But what really hardened you needed people, why are you crying? Like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, a lot of our guys here that listen to us, they, they're young entrepreneurs, they're fire guys. Mm-hmm. And in their fire world, a lot of fire employees, they're looking at how do they improve their career? Well, it's yeah. like, look, you can't just go and show up to work 
and think you're going to become the next, you know, engineer, the next lead paramedic or the captain or the battalion chief or lieutenant. Like you, you can't deputy chief, you can't get promoted if you, just because of who you think you are Or, or where you think you should be. Everybody should feel like you should be there. Like you need to work so hard that everyone else is convinced you're the guy that's going to have it. Like where they, where people answer, Oh, that position's open. Well, that was made exactly for Poppy. Yeah. That's why there's just, there's no one else that can take it. Cause look, actually, man, it's some girl wrote me yesterday and she said, I am so excited that you're taking GBGB to the next level and finally starting like a clothing brand. Some girl out in Pennsylvania. That's awesome. And like, it's, it's literally like, what you're it's like at. exactly that. Yeah. It's like, and it's a li- <clears throat> like that, that encouraged me just that one message. I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. I'm excited. Let's drop Let's it tomorrow. It. Tomorrow. August yeah. 1st comes. And, and you're going to be excited I, on pins and needles. And I'm like, bro, man, like they're working with firefighters and the police department. And oh, these, I always hear him saying like, yeah, this is our biggest customer. There's another one of our big customers. I say, you're going to have to have a fucking whole section in your building for my <laughs> brand. I am going to be your biggest customer. Just be careful. Be ready, right? Come on, Cole. T- you t- better be ready. I said, bro, I said, what if we fucking drop this and, and, and it goes nuts? What if it does, right? Like, that's my brain. Like, what if it does? Yeah. What if we fucking order 20,000 hats and it sells out in two days? Are you going to be able to demand that? It's going to be tough. We need more machines. You, know? <laughs> you better step like, it but up. That, but that's the goal. Like, like, again, I don't, like, I see that happening. Like, and I, I don't know. I just, I just see it, man. Like I love, I love the, Nike and Adidas and all these brands, but I'm like, why can't that be us? Like get better to get B sounds better than fucking just do it to me. Right. Like I feel, cause I, I mean, I lived it though. You know what I mean? I live GBGB. So like, think of how many, you know, even athletes that have, I think you relate what, to a lot of them. That's what I'm saying. You man. know, and we, and, and again, we don't talk about it enough. That's why I like hopping on here and crying sometimes because we don't talk about it enough, man. Like we literally just lived it and that's it. Oh, I made it to the NBA and I never talk about it. I don't have to talk about it no more. I'm, I'm a fucking pro. I'm, I'm making millions. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter about I'm my past. past. That. It does, past but, but you're not. <clears throat> We're not. Yeah, you still laying in bed crying at night. Yeah, who knows? Over stuff. You never know, right? I mean, yeah. that, I just say that because we all have a story. Yeah, money doesn't hide and, it. And you said it earlier. You were like, I think you said something about happiness and like. Oh, they're not related. Money and happiness not related. Not at, at all. all. They're two separate companies. Literally, this the past year, we pandemic hit. We're like, what the hell are we going to do? We can't work in the gym no more. We took our business online, started making a good amount of money. Then we had a year where I was like, damn, like none of my family that I, my immediate families have ever made more than this. Not Like no one ever had two cars. No one ever had this many rooms in a house that I've ever lived in. And like, and that was to me like, holy shit. Like making it for me, for me, right. In my situation, mm-hmm. but I wasn't happy, happier. I'm happy, but I wasn't happier. I was like, damn, we got this much saved in the bank. Cool. But now what? Like, I don't want to just go shopping every fucking day and buying stuff and, you know, got a couple cars in one year. I'm like, why do we do that? We don't even, right. I, I told my wife, like, I think last year, I'm like, why do we have two cars? We don't need fucking two cars. Barely need one. We, we really do. Right. Like uh, we never had two before. Right. But right. like, since we can, we do it. Right. Since it's, like, it's, it's nuts. Like, but that's how my brain is sometimes. I'm like, fucking man, let's sell that shit. Have more money towards the business and fucking, you know what I mean? Like my brain is always running and thinking like, man, I never, a garage. We had a garage. We have a garage now. <laughs> we have For a, your car. 
For two and cars. you're like, I'd be lucky to have a house, right? And I'm like, I've never had a fucking garage before in the snow. I was shoveling my fucking car off. Now I can park it in the garage. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like, it's nuts. It's funny what we take for granted, right? I, bro, I'm telling we you. We don't know. And yeah. it's it's weird. And you become more numb. And I was listening to some star the other day. I don't know who it was. And someone can say who it is. But yeah. um, they were just saying, oh, you know who it was? It was that Instagram follower. Who's that bearded guy on Instagram that... What's his name? Oh, the um, Dan Dan, Dan Bilzerian. Bilzerian, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? He says you go in and you have a ten dollars steak, and when you can afford a ten dollars steak, it's an amazing steak. Then all right. of a sudden, you're eating a two hundred dollars steak, and you're numb to it. Tomahawk. Like it makes no difference yeah. to like you become numb to yeah. everything. And it's not that you go buy two hundred dollars steaks every day, but at the same time, it's really not any more fulfilling. Yeah, and you're not any more happy eating that steak than when you could afford a ten dollars yeah. steak. It's, it's just, almost like it's just like <clears throat> a, I, I, people get caught up in this status thing. and It's easy media. to do, right? Because yeah, there oh was all God. this stuff out of reach. And you're like, look, I want to try that steak. I want to try that. Like I, you, we want to because it seems so far out of reach for so long. There's and then a, when you do, you're like, yeah. that was pretty good. But I've had a better steak at Kitty Pappas's in yeah. North Salt Lake, right? Yeah. Like there's, there's never. You're paying for the name. Right. And, and the experience you get here. Well, it's such and, a, and that goes back to. What is it again? Pure, pure brand, pure brand. What you, what you were talking about with your brand. Uh, I'm not going to name the brand and put them on the spot, but they reached out to me the other day. We were talking and they said, and, and their message to me was, well, Hey, we're not working with any other smaller individual, um, brands. Uh, we've done it before, but we've had, you know, DJ Khaled reach out to us to put their stuff in their music video and this. And I'm like, like that doesn't wow me. That's cool. Right. Great. I don't even watch music. I don't remember the last time I watched music. Yeah, video. MTV doesn't even play music videos. So anyway, right? so I, I mean, it, it's cool. It's cool. You're getting ready to do something with Kim Kardashian. Great. But who the fuck can relate to that? Right. And I told, and that's it. Goes back to building the relationship. Right. Like I'm like, it's I'm out like, of reach. I said, listen, man. They're like, yeah. Well, they have a big following. Right. Sure. And I'm like, no one is gonna pay attention to what the fuck they have from you because they're gonna be focused on them. That's that, what they're following. That's my brain. Right. That's my brain. That's what I told them. And I was like, man, build a relationship that lasts. Build a relationship with someone. I said, like, someone like me who is actually going to promote your stuff every day as right. long as we're promoting each other every day. Right. Like, you won't lose that. Right. Build a relationship that you can't. It's, to me, that's transactional. You know, I'm working with these big names one or two times a year. Right. Uh, and it doesn't make sense to me. There, I get it when they, like I talked, I flew in. It's almost like your employees. Right? <clears throat> You're not going to like, say someone walked, say Kim Kardashian walked in here and like, she's like, Oh, I want to work with you. I'm going to stay in LA though. And like, but I still want to be an employee. I want you to pay me and I'll, you know, promote your A story. lot of companies do that too, right? They do. But I'm thinking like, or think of someone who. I'd rather have somebody sitting here with me. That's what I'm saying. Right. And who's going to like How actually to talk with you and like. Right. Grow with you and learn and fail. Right. And <laughs> like, and accelerate it and move yeah, on. Right. Like if they if, fail, they're like, oh, whatever. I got millions still. Right. They don't care. <laughs> they're not invested. They don't have their heart and soul, their sweat, their blood and tears. Yeah. They don't understand the passion. They, there's so much disconnect there. Yeah. Right. It's hard. If you can get some people it, like it's tough with Curtis people. Leishman that works here in yeah. the far corner. He started with me. He worked here almost a year for zero dollars. Wow. For zero. Yeah. Right. And he runs Murphy door on the day to day now. Like yeah. he's, but he's deserved it. And Brandon Woods, the other kid in here, he's worked here since we started as well. Like all fire guys came over yeah. a lot of sacrifice. And you think it would be very easy to replace those guys. No way. No. Cause they understand it. They knew we're like, dude, I don't have 20 bucks for like 
parking yeah. and I borrowed 20 bucks. Yeah. Can I get a coffee too? Right. Like that's truly where <laughs> yeah. you get it. Like, okay, I, I think I got 20 bucks yeah. and that's, and here we are trying to do a trade show and here we have no money. Yeah. Like we're all piloted five dudes in one room. Wow. Right. Just sharing bed spoon. And like we yeah. truly, and it was that way for several years in the very wow. beginning and it was okay. Mm-hmm. But now we look back and everybody has their own room and they have yeah. their own whatever. Right. You're like, I miss kind of like the camaraderie of everybody flying in. We had the most we had was seven people in one room. So wow. two queen beds, seven people. And good thing Curtis is little cause we could fit almost <laughs> three and a half people in there. Right. But I mean, it was just, that's what we could afford. Yeah. And they, we had such good team players. They're like, dude, I don't care. I don't care. Fuck it. Fine. Let's do it. Let's share. What are we eating? Yeah. McDonald's dollar menu. Yeah. Let's go there. I remember those days. And it, that's, and that's okay. Heck yeah. We, we celebrate That's kind of like, the, like in the beginning of my story, I told you, I'm, I grew up on top ramen and TV dinners. And like, when I tell people about that, they're like, oh, I would never eat that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, you would. I, I probably wouldn't now myself, <laughs> yeah. but like, that's what I was Oh, you to. would too. Yeah, if it, everything shit the bed, you know what? Oh, You'd be yeah, happy no, no. to go do it. Yeah, I would it up from the gutter. Right? I know. Be I happy. Know yeah, I know what it's like to be there. So I'm fine in the trenches. I right? Yeah, I'm comfortable there. If you ever had the chance to meet Poppy, by the way, it is. He's, he's just full Appreciate of life. It. And, and it, I believe <laughs> he lives that get better, get beat story for, mm-hmm. for all of those. When you meet him, you'll see why his success that he's experienced and the, the ability to achieve whatever hurdle you've set play, you know, set forth, I think, um, and I think at the same time, you said you haven't talked to your mom about it and you still haven't worked through all those things. Yeah. I would probably be thankful for some of that. Yeah. Just being, I don't know, how old are you, by the way? Uh, 30. 30. So 18 years older. Yeah. I'm going to be 48 in a month from right now. So Happy birthday. Happy birthday in a month, right? Mm-hmm. But 48, I think some of those pieces that have made me angry and like, I'm going to prove them wrong and I'm going to do this, that were kind of like, handicapping my happiness in a sense. Yeah. Does that make, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but kind of holding me back from yeah. truly being grateful was I was holding some negative grudge towards yeah. different people that didn't even know what they did. And then I know your mom yeah. and maybe, but you know, but you take it out. I like I've taken it out on other people. You know, I've, I've almost gotten to fights and that goes to my brain. Right. Like, negative like, again. Yeah. Like you don't know what I've been through. You don't right. know what I've seen. You don't know what I experienced. I'm a, I'm a mess you up. Right? And thank goodness they haven't been through what you went through. Yeah. Right. You got to be thankful for yeah, that. Yeah. No, seriously. I don't, I mean, I don't wish that upon anybody. Never. That's right. Just, yeah. That's just my story. But right? we get angry. Like you're yeah. saying it. And at the same time, but what if, what if mom took you to Utah? Yeah. What if she hand, she bottle fed you all the way till you were 18 you the school, like and then you're going to go 19 and 20 still living at mom's and you yeah. never knew that if you didn't get better, you'd get beat. Yeah. You never knew that you could do what you could do because your mom held your hand yeah. and didn't want to expose you to risk and never wanted you to fall off the playground and didn't want you to get hit by a football player. Yeah. Like just this ultra mama bird, like holding you back it, in your wings. It like worries me. I think being a parent now it'd be, th- you need to be thankful a little. Yeah. And I know that's broken and I don't get it, but I think there's that benefit that yeah, you just yeah. got served extremely, maybe for Poppy. And I'm not a, an emotional counselor, but I just know yeah. after knowing your energy, I think what sparked Poppy was that. Yeah. That situation. That just said, look, I, I have every handicap thrown for, and I don't mean every handicap, but yeah, yeah. every disadvantage set forth. And this is what I'm going to do with it. And this is what I'm going to digest it. Yeah. And even though it's not one of those things like, Hey, thanks for leaving me, mom. But it maybe it is like you brought the best out of me yeah. by making me become a better person early. Yeah. Maybe. Right? Who, who, no one will know. <laughs> I'd have a hard time saying you would have done all that if you went and moved to Utah and lived with your stepdad and mom. Yeah. Who knows what would happen? 
that would have been a, who knows, right? But it would be hard to say, hey, I was going to be able to beat those challenges. Yes. Because you didn't have to get hardened. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think about it a lot too sometimes, but I'm happy where I'm at. You should be. Happy where I'm going. You should be. Look at what those life experiences that you had that none of us will ever experience. Like I haven't had any of those. Yeah. We had different ones, right? Yeah. But all of you, if you think you're running short or you feel like you're falling short or you feel like you can't do something, nothing's insurmountable ever. Ever. Just go hit it. Yeah. Just get better at it. Get beat at it even. Yeah. yeah. Get better and get beat. Yeah. Get we, better we, or get beat. We've been there. Do both. Yeah. Do both. You need to get beat to get better sometimes. Yeah. You know, it, it just a life is fun. And if you just take it as challenges and you take these hardens and these losses as a win, it's just all perspective. Do you agree? It's all a mindset. Oh, all a mindset. It's all a mindset. It's like, okay, that got beat. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Cause now guess what he showed me? He showed me this. I can't sleep sometimes over it. Like, yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of those losses yeah. and win with those losses. Definitely. But thank you guys for tuning in to 90 Proof Wisdom. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts today. Please like us, share us. If you have any questions for Poppy, you can reach Poppy at, what's, your, what's uh, the best way to reach you? On Instagram Poppy messaging? Instagram, yeah, I message everybody back. So at Poppy Livers. Up at Poppy Livers and on TikTok, TikTok it's with yeah. a... I don't, I don't do messages on TikTok though. So just so don't Poppy do that. Livers on Instagram. <laughs> Got it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to 90 Proof Wisdom Podcast. Hopefully, there was a takeaway for you. If you like what we're doing or even our efforts, tell your friends about it. Let us know what we could do better. Again, thank you for listening to 90 Proof Wisdom Podcast. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button.